93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. It is Monday, August 26th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. A woman was killed in a fast-moving house fire in West Deptford, New Jersey, Monday morning. It broke out at 1.40 a.m. on the 1500 block of Division Street. Flames were shooting from the roof of the house when firefighters arrived. The fire was so intense, fire crews were forced to evacuate the building. The body of the woman was removed from the house after the fire was extinguished. Officials identified the victim as 75-year-old Jacqueline Truss, the widow of a retired police officer who died in 2015. One One firefighter was taken uh, out on a stretcher with injuries. A boy was rushed to the hospital on Sunday after police say he fell out of a second-story window in Philadelphia. That happened on the 2300 block of Naughton Street just before 3 p.m. in Center City. The five-year-old boy was transported to an area hospital where he's currently listed in critical condition. It's believed to be an accident, but one neighbor uh, watched it all happen and says that after the child fell, he appeared to be stunned and then began crying before immediately being rushed to the hospital. The neighbor says that he, uh, she thinks that the child was trying to adjust the window, the screen popped out, and the child fell out with it. Uh, police are continuing to investigate this as well. You hear a second story and you're like, oh, well, that's not that high, but you're a five-year-old kid. I know, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's high. It, listen, you, you only need to fall like six or some odd feet yeah. and you can you can really hurt yourself. You could, you could no matter how... You know, we, we've had stories where people have fallen back and hit their heads on the sidewalk. And yeah. 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 Rip currents up and down the Jersey Shore kept swimmers out of the water on one of the last weekends of the summer. Residents in Ocean City say the beach was being washed away. Red, flag, uh, red flags warning swimmers were posted up on the Jersey Shore beaches throughout the weekend. A high, uh, a high risk rip current. Sorry. OK. A high rip current risk. Yes. That's <laughs> yeah. It. That's like a baby buggy. Bumpers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A high rip current risk <laughs> remains in effect through Monday night. Beach patrols say that those currents could be life-threatening. I'm a thistle sifter. I have a sieve of sifted thistles and a sieve of unsifted thistles never. because I'm a thistle sifter. Right. Just try your, uh, yeah, that's your morning exercises <laughs> so you can say rib current. I'm a thistle sifter. I have a sieve of sifted thistles and a sieve of unsifted thistles because I'm a thistle sifter. Sorry. I couldn't help it. With one more official shore weekend left, residents and vacationers are hoping that they will be able to swim in the ocean on Labor Day weekend. It yes. was so windy down there. I, I can't believe anybody Did you have a major thistle? Situation. No, no. But I can't believe anybody would even be on the beach. It was that windy. Really? Yeah. You know, it yeah. was it was breezy, but pleasantly so here. Yeah. Well, there's there's really nothing obstructing. You know the the breeze. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Breeze, I so. had no idea. So they were uh, were there like warnings to stay away, like Kathy was saying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't even make it to the beach because I I saw you were people sifting thistles. I was yeah. sifting thistles, <laughs> and I was sifting thistles. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I saw a woman walk to the beach with her two daughters. And then I saw her walk back mm, five minutes later. At any later. point, did you slip the sheets or did the sheets I slip? I did not. <laughs> uh, I saw so, her walk back five minutes later. I go, is the wind that bad? She goes, it's unbearable. So yeah. so there hardly anybody was at the beach then, I guess? At the beach, people yeah. were finding other things to do. Like, okay, my, my yeah. cousin has a place on the bay, so we just went to the bay. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> The wind was bad there. God damn it, let's no go to the sand. bay. I don't know. The look on your face is like, I'm going to the bay. Man. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. you know, <laughs> Apparently, the bay isn't as good as the beach. Uh, well, yeah. there's no sand on the bay. Right. So the problem with being on the beach with the wind is standing your we, Were you just sitting on the dock else. of the bay? <laughs> I was sitting on the dock of the bay. I'm going to do sports this morning. <laughs> How about that? Oh, there you go. Sex 
That was going nowhere. The Marlins beat the Phillies 3-2 yesterday afternoon in Miami. Four Marlins pitchers threw a combined four-hitter and allowed only one walk. What the f- to win the game. The Marlins allowed 10 walks in each of the first two games in the series and took two out of three in South Florida. Reese Hoskins hit the Phil's lone homer, his 25th of the season. They're back home tonight to open up a three-game series against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Jason Vargas will get the start and game time is at 7.05. Rory McIlroy captured the biggest cash payout in golf history when he surged past Brooks Kepka in the final round wow. at East Lake to win the FedEx Cup and its $15 million prize. Woo. One shot behind... McElroy took the lead on the seventh hole. He closed with a four under 66 and joined Tiger Woods as the only players to win the FedEx Cup twice since it began in 2007. Despite the fact that they could have recouped nearly $25 million from their former quarterback, the Indianapolis Colts, have reached a uh, financial settlement with Andrew Luck and will not take back any of the money that they are owed. The Colts essentially That's amazing. Yeah, are telling Luck to keep it all, even though wow. he could have owed the team a portion of his signing bonus and another $12 million in roster bonuses he was paid in March. After the news that Luck's retirement broke on Saturday night, Colts owner Jim Irsay estimated Luck might be losing out on a half a billion dollars in potential NFL wages by retiring at the age of 29. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. I missed the first part of that. Casey was right a note down for me. What were you saying? So, yeah, repeat that part because it's pretty wild. About getting the money back? Uh, they're letting him keep it. Why? And, and he, he's... Uh... But the team had had an out in the contract, yeah. apparently, yeah. but they're still letting him have they're it. Saying, I can't believe that. Yeah. Nearly That's $30 million. Dollars, and basically he's saying, the, 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 the team is saying, this is a gift for uh, beating, you know, having your body beat up for the last uh, eight or nine years. And so they're, they're pretty much giving him $30 million. And if you stop and think about it, obviously, that sets you up quite well. For oh many many years God. to come, yes. it's not like so he, what he's missing out on, but he'll he'll be he'll be well off for many years oh, yeah. to come. Yeah, yeah I thought that the right. money he made during that time was the money that they say, hey, thanks for putting your body on the line. I don't know. Yeah. It seems like they're That's, from what this seems to suggest, they're 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 paying out the rest of the contract. Even it's though they have an insanely yeah. rare. Yeah, uh, yeah right. Uh, the NFL is known for. I mean, they spend a lot of money, but they want to make a lot of money. Yeah, you bet. They generally, don't. Give a lot of money away, so that's twenty five million dollars. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. not like um, what, like so when uh, Nick Foles was like just a couple of yards short of making a one million dollar bonus, and the only reason he didn't make the bonus is because they had they took him out of the the lineup because they needed to preserve him for the playoffs. Is that he? Right. You know, versus there you go twenty five thirty whatever this is wow, million dollars. All right, uh, I'm sure you're going to go make millions today, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. enjoy that. Um, we have a lot of stuff going on in the program, a whole lot. In fact, uh, the, the reason I didn't hear that story is Casey was just adding something uh, to our event list today. What? Uh, yeah, and I'll tell you about that in a moment. First, uh, letter today, word of the week prize. We're going to have four pack of tickets for every regular season Temple football game this year. So if you're a fan of the Owls, you're going to dig this. So. Uh, we'll do the letter at the end of the program and uh, give that away later on in the week. Uh, we also have a lot of guests on the show. The note that Casey was making is that uh, John Dorenboss is going to be joining us today. What? Uh, yeah, he's got an event coming up. That's uh, cool. In conjunction with the book he has coming out. So we'll talk to him around 8 o'clock. And then shortly after that, uh, we have actors from both shows Chicago Fire and Chicago PD who are in town. So we're going to have uh, David uh, Eigenberg and also Brian T. on the program here in our studio. And uh, they're going to talk about some special stuff they have coming up with those shows. And then we also have 
From the film, uh, it is Britney Runs a Marathon, we have uh, Jillian Bell and Paul Down. So Jillian stars in it. He's the writer-director. Yeah. So, uh, I love Jillian Bell. She's hol- Did you ever see 22 Jump Street? She's I the did. villain in it. No. Or she's in a fist fight. She's the, the crazy sort of meth-addicted teacher. She's hilarious. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, she'll be by this morning, and uh, it's going to be chock full, man. We have a lot going on today. Uh, free music Monday as well. We have a chance to win some stuff there. We got a movie screening coming up. It looks like so other things to give away. We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have a good time, which you know I think that should be required on Monday Absolutely. mornings. You've uh, you've had your weekend. It's back to reality. The fun should continue if it did indeed happen over the weekend. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back in a second. In a second, I have a whole lot of entertainment stories uh, stacked up and ready to go for you, as well as things to give away with our stupid question and more. We'll be back in a moment. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Belated happy birthday to Catherine. Okay. There you go. We'll be right back. I meant to- Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. <laughs> Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Steven has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Say that. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So today's stupid question, pair of tickets for Game of Thrones live concert experience. That'll be September 12th at the Man Music Center. So a question I have for you this morning. I have these trivia cards that I got from Nick, and um, each one of them has a specific category or item or person or place that they specify, and then they have three different questions about them. So this one has to do with the taser. The taser. Yes, the uh, non-lethal weapon. And the question I have for this is, a 2007 video of police arresting a U of Florida student gained media attention. What phrase did he shout (laughs) to the officer? 215263 WMMR. Let's see if you know uh, the answer. It has to do with a taser. In 2007 video of police arresting a U of Florida student, it gained media attention. What phrase did he shout to officers? 215263 WMMR. You know the answer. Give us a call. All right, some birthdays today. It is Monday, August uh, 26th. Uh, we have Shirley Manson. Of uh, Garbage celebrating yes. her birthday today. She's 53 years old. We've always loved her. Yeah. She of the porcelain skin and uh, yeah. reddish hair. And that sexy Scottish accent. I love the Scottish accent on a woman. And you know what? I find it so adorable. She's a good actress, too. Yeah. She's on a couple of shows, a couple of movies. Uh, she was in that Terminator TV series. Yeah. And she was really good. Yeah. So she uh, is 53 years old today. The lovely Shirley Manson. Uh, the drummer of No Doubt, uh, Adrian Young. Uh, that's it. He gave up. He retired. Yeah. <laughs> and that's enough. He's a good drummer. Uh, he is good. He's, he's 50 years old today. He's always been kind of a ska guy. And uh, yeah, I always liked him. So happy birthday, Adrian. Uh, it's also Melissa McCarthy's birthday today. Mike and Molly, where she kind of got broke out onto the scene and then... Meteoric rise after uh, that. Tremendous stuff. And uh, her <clears throat> improvisational skills are amazing. If you ever watched the outtakes or blooper reels from any of the movies she's in, she's awesome. Uh, especially, um, this is 40. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> but she's going to be in the new, um, the Disney, uh, Little Mermaid. Yeah. Uh, That's the word. Ursula? Yeah. Okay. She's going to be Ursula. Yeah. When she showed up in Bridesmaids, um, she had already been in Mike and Molly for years and years before that. And and I saw her, I'm like, who is that chick? Like, she's really, really funny. And they're like, That's Molly from Mike and Molly. She's yeah. great. Oh, 
Really? Yeah, it was completely against yeah. that type. Yeah. Yeah. So she's 49 today. Uh, Chris Pine. Ah. Yeah. Always liked him. I just watched the... Uh, uh... What was it? The second movie, this the uh, the Into uh, the with, Darkness, or whatever yeah, yeah, that with is? The, with uh, Khan, yeah. yeah. Really I enjoyed good. that movie. It kind of got beat up a little bit, but I liked it. I don't know what the problem was. Yeah, yeah I agree. There's a couple of great scenes in that movie, and you can go back to him. He was in the second Princess Diaries movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's funny seeing him younger. Uh, in some of those roles, but he was great in Wonder Woman, and uh, yeah, he's, he's solid. He's almost infuriatingly good looking. I know. I, I mean, I mean, knock it the stop F it off. with the eyes, dude. Yeah, he's thirty nine today. Uh, Macaulay Culkin has his birthday. Today. Yeah, he's. <laughs> I think he posed a picture the other day, or I forgot what it was. It had something to do with Kevin from yeah. uh, from Home Alone and what he would be up to these days. Oh, or he something would. Like oh, it's a commercial. It's it was a commercial. Is that what it was? It was an extended sequence of things. Kevin today. Okay. Right. Yeah, and there it was very funny. Yeah. But you remember he went through a period where he looked like a heroin addict. Yeah. yeah. A long hair, and 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 now he's he's kind of cleaned everything up, and yeah. it's good to have him back. But he dated like Mila Kunis for years. Here it was. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, oh, there's a, there's okay. A picture of him, a social media post. That's hilarious. Yeah, of him with like a gut. And yeah, yeah. Sitting on the couch. You remember I had the theories the other day of uh, a few days ago of of what uh, happened to some movie uh, not roles, uh, but characters. Yes. Down the road, and there was a theory that uh, Jigsaw. <laughs> was actually Kevin, right? Because right? he knew how to do all these traps. He was yeah. he was traumatized by being, you know. Uh, <laughs> Come after by these uh, on a couple of occasions, and he had to improvise and create these elaborate traps, and he went on to become Jigsaw. Well, you know, they're they're also the word is they're rebooting the Home Alone series. Yeah, and I think that's why he put this. He posted this. Uh, picture. That, that was in response to that. Yeah. 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 God, just so many, so many things they rehash. But, I know. You know, uh, he's thirty nine. Uh, Tom Ridge, the former Homeland Security director, the squarest human. I mean, just physically Face. looks square. Yes. yes, everything was square. I agree. He almost looked like he was in that um, uh, uh, the Dire Straits video for uh, uh, Money for Nothing. Okay. <laughs> I I thought he could have been like a, a Dick Tracy villain. Oh yeah, you know his square square, square head. head. Yeah. yeah, yeah, square yeah. face. Uh, so he is uh, Tom Ridge is seventy four today. And, and as I mentioned uh, real quick, it was Kathy's birthday yesterday. Yay! So, uh, happy birthday to Kathy. The big five zero. <laughs> <laughs> the big five zero. I can say that because I'm a thousand. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. A 2000 video of police arresting a U of Florida student gained media attention. What phrase did he shout to the officers? Two one five two six three WMMR. The number, and I will go to Brendan for the answer. Hey, Brendan. Hey, good morning, uh, Brendan. What is the phrase that that student had uttered? Is it, don't tase me, bro. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> Hang on a second, Brendan. We're going to get your information, and we're going to give you a pair of tickets <laughs> for the, uh, game, me, bro. the Game of Thrones uh, concert experience, September 12th, the man music uh, by uh, Raymond Jawadi, and tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. The, the remix of that to... Um, <laughs> A super Freak? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it's man. Yeah. Just cracked me I up. I think we because, have it. Uh, because at, when they tase him, they say, ah, 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 and they start <laughs> repeating that in the song, and I just I just found that hilarious. I don't know why. Yes, it's somewhere. I don't know where we have that, but any. Don't tase me, bro. Oh, I thought that was it. Nope. 
You know, uh, Taser's back in the lexicon now because in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, there's Taserface. Taserface. Hilarious. Love it. All right, so at the box office this weekend, uh, number one was Angel Has Fallen. Uh, made $21.3 million, followed oh. by Good Boys. Uh, and then you had Overcomer. The Lion King was fourth, followed by Hobbs and Shaw. Ready or not, uh, the Angry Birds movie, uh, two. Wow. Was at number seven. Uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, followed by Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Number 10 of the box office was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Overcomer is about that guy with that sexual dysfunction, right? Yeah, Overcoming. Yep, exactly. He's an Overcomer. All right, so uh, hopefully you got out to the movies. Now, speaking of movies, nearly six years ago, viewers of Breaking Bad watched the final episode of that series. And audiences believed that that might have been the last time they would see many of the characters. But it turns out... The story of Breaking Bad isn't quite finished. As Netflix announced on Saturday, it will release a new Breaking Bad movie that will center on Jesse Pinkman. Okay. Are you happy with this? Yeah. Are you guys happy with this yeah. notion? All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, do we need it? I don't think no, so. I right. thought it wrapped up nicely, uh, but it, there were some unanswered questions at the end. Because I think... Breaking Bad falls into that category of that rare handful of shows where most everyone who was a fanatic for it agreed it ended in great fashion. Yep, yep. It was it was a, a really, really, really big show that wrapped up nicely yep. and pretty much, like you said, everybody was happy with the ending. Right. Uh, of course, uh, Jesse Pinkman is played by Aaron Paul, and uh, the film called El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, was written and directed by Vince Gillian, uh, Gilligan, and uh, he's the creator of Breaking Bad. He'll be uh, releasing this uh, on Netflix October 11th. The film is also expected to be broadcast at a later date on AMC. So you have Better, uh, Better Call Saul, which is a prequel. Yeah. <clears throat> and how timeline-wise is that syncing up with Breaking Bad? Are they at the beginning of Breaking Bad no, yet? No, no, no. They haven't even gotten there yet. All right. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, where we... No, I mean, you're really... He's not even Saul Goodman yet. Okay. He's He's... Pretty close to being Saul Goodman. So I don't even know in Breaking Bad how long he was Saul Goodman. Right. Before... Uh, he meets before Walter White. Came yeah, into his White, life. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a weird dynamic when they do this, as they did with uh, The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. So Fear the Walking Dead is running. I think now is running concurrently. Like so, Walking Early Walking Dead is running alongside Fear the Walking Dead. Okay, yeah, all right. Uh, so they're gonna. I mean, listen, they they uh, they think they've uh, they've got something here. They're going with it, and this is according to uh, Aaron Paul. He said it's a chapter of Breaking Bad that I didn't realize that I wanted. And now that I have it, I am so happy that it's here. Netflix provided only the briefest plot summary of El Camino, which states, in the wake of his dramatic escape from captivity, Jesse must come to terms with his past in order to forge some kind of future. Uh, Paul said in the interview that he was forbidden from revealing anything more about what happens in the film. But, like the show's fans, he said that he also believes that uh, he had said goodbye to the world of Breaking Bad when the TV series concluded. He said it was hard, an emotional thing for all of us. And when the finale happened, we all got together, we hugged it out and uh, and said, I love you. And that was it. But he said about two years ago, he received a phone call from Gilligan ostensibly to talk about plans to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the debut of Breaking Bad. And he said the very end of the conversation, he mentioned that he had an idea of where to take it from here, and he wanted to hear my thoughts on it. I quickly told Vince that I would follow him into a fire. Uh, Paul said that he could understand if audiences were wary to revisit the conclusion of Breaking Bad. Right. Uh, But he said any potential misgivings were quickly dispelled when he finished reading Gilligan's script for El Camino. He said, I couldn't speak for a good 30, 60 seconds. He said, I was just lost in my thoughts, and the guy who played, uh, as the guy who played this guy, 
I was so happy that Vince wanted me to take on this journey. So, Vince, smart sharks. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll see. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, that, they're, they're good at what they do. They so, are. Uh, they, there's a good shot. It will be good. But you're, you're, oh, there's always a bit of trepidation when they tamper with something you love dearly. Yeah, that already, yeah, yeah. That already finished. Right. You know, so... Uh, Kid Harrington is heading to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is very cool. Joining the cast of Immortal Beings, The Eternals. Uh, Marvel President Kevin Feige announced the news from the D23 fan convention stage Saturday with little fanfare over the heavy rumored and hotly anticipated news. He's playing squarehead president. Over the Game of Thrones star's next major project. Uh, Feige said Harrington will play non-eternal Dane Whitman, a.k.a. the Black Knight, making for a reunion with Game of Thrones alum Richard Madden, who played Rob Stark, uh, who portrays the all-powerful Icarus. Yeah, you can pick these people off now. They're no longer obligated to Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians star uh, Gemma Chan is also joining the cast. She's awesome. And uh, Barry uh, Keegan. Uh, will also be on board, too. While many of the other Eternal stars, including Madden, Angelina Jolie, yeah. uh, Kumail Nanjiani, and Salma Hayek uh, took the convention stage for the presentation. Harrington was not present. His photo was flashed on the convention hall screen. So there's some big names in that. Obviously. Very much so. Uh, the Secret of Film has not begun production and is due out November 2020. I had uh, a friend of, my, of ours... Um, was going to uh, the speaking of these conventions, the uh, the Keystone Convention this Over weekend, weekend, yeah, and sent a picture of what the line was like to get in to see Tom Holland. Yeah, yeah. it was ridiculous. It was, I mean, an ocean of people. I saw a couple of pictures, like Steph, who's a, a former president, uh, President Steve girl, and uh, she's a big nerd. She loves all this stuff. She got a great picture hugging him. Yeah, and but I, you know, you. You could just tell the line was this, because that was the money shot of the entire convention, especially in light of all the Spider-Man news yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. It was going to be even that much hotter. Yep, yep. So there was a bunch going on this How much weekend. do you think they pay him for that? For for the convention appearance? Yeah. I, so I, I think they charge, like, for when you're taking a picture, it can be as much as, like, 100, 150 per picture. I, you bet, know? I bet you he gets well into the six figures. I bet it's half a million. For, for for a day. For for one day for showing up at the event? I don't or, know if it's a half million, but I, I, I think you're talking some chunky change, Nick. I think you'd be, you know, in the oof. ballpark. There was one uh, two or three years ago where Hemsworth showed up, and, and he was uh, north of three uh, $100,000. Wow. <laughs> Not a bad day's yeah, pay. I'd do, I'd do that. Yeah, though, you know I, what, though? I, nice everybody. I waited in line for two hours to meet Peter, Peter May. He was accountant. <laughs> and played Chewbacca. It was yeah. incredible. What'd you pay for that? It was 10 bucks. No. Uh, well, for the second year in a row, Scarlett Johansson is the best-paid actress in Hollywood. Huh. Uh, she topped Forbes's list of highest female earners with $56 million in pre-tax earnings from June 1st, 2018 to June 1st, 2019, thanks largely to her role as Black Widow. Uh, she earned an impressive $35 million back-end sum for Avengers Endgame, the highest-grossing film of all time, in addition to an eight-figure paycheck for her upcoming Black Widow spinoff film. Which, from what I understand, I was reading a fit on, on what website, but they were uh, they were talking about the trailer. They'd seen an exclusive. They showed pre- it this weekend. Oh, did they? At okay. This, at this D3, uh, D23 convention. The and the reaction was, was great. Yeah. 
I, I wow. love that character. I want to see Yeah, it, It'll be out, I'm sure, this week yeah, at some I know. point. Well, they, yeah. they showed uh, the Star Wars trailer. They showed the Black Widow trailer. There's, there was a whole bunch of stuff that you got to see if you went to that con- uh, D23 convention. Where was this convention at? I think it was in um, uh, California. Hmm. Uh, Sofia Vergara finished in second place with $44.1 in earnings in the cash. So she has that. She has her own talent agency. Um, she, she's got a multitude of things, and I believe she comes from a wealthy family, so she's not. Uh, she's never going to be hurting. Reese Witherspoon was third with $35 million, right ahead of her Big Little Lies co-star Nicole Kidman, who earned $34 million. Uh, the rest of the top ten were Jennifer Aniston, then Kelly Cuoco, Elizabeth Moss, who is new to the list, Robbie Margo, who is also new to the list, uh, then Charlize Theron and Ellen Pompeo rounded out. <clears throat> uh, but a massive pay gap remains between the highest-paid female stars cited by Forbes and their male counterparts. The world's 10 highest-paid actresses made a combined $314.6 million, which is hundreds of millions of dollars less than the top 10 actors who pulled in $588.3 million this year. I bet you a lot of those are in the Marvel crew. Uh, yes, they were. Yeah, we went over that list yep. uh, last week. Yeah. Uh, even Johansson's $56 million payday would uh, barely crack the list of Hollywood's top 10 highest paid actors, Dwayne Johnson, topped that list, of course, with a whopping $89.4 million. Well, this was sad to see, um, but hopefully he's going to be okay. Eddie Money, yeah. the singer, is in the battle of his life. He's been diagnosed with stage 4 esophageal cancer. Uh, and he made the revelation during season 2 of his reality show, Real Money. Uh, according to sources connected to the show, Eddie got the news last year, late last year during a regularly scheduled checkup with his doctor. Uh, the cancer started in Eddie's esophagus, but unfortunately has spread to other parts of his body. Uh, he did not take a break from shooting his family show after getting the news, and he's continued touring almost nonstop while getting treatment. Uh, he was forced to take a break from the road for other health issues. He had a minor heart valve procedure in May, and he caught pneumonia in July. Didn't did Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas had esophageal esophageal he cancer. Had some- it was throat. It was some something, something throat, throat related. Yeah, in his mouth might have been an oral cancer. I'm not it's sure. It's possible. Yeah, because remember he said it was from. Yeah, 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 yeah right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going to tune it down on the miss. My friend that sent me this, this article about Eddie Money, and she was like, "Oh no, I hope he's okay." Yeah. We oh. actually, yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, uh, we, so. he was out at the camp out, and he was great. Yep. You know, a, a few years ago. Yep. Uh, so. He's been having some issues with the the heart valve procedure and pneumonia, but uh, neither of those was related to the cancer that he has, so hopefully he's going to be able to battle that. Uh, Yellow Springs, Ohio resident and world-famous comedian Dave Chappelle hosted a special weapons-free pop-up party and benefit concert on Sunday in Dayton, Ohio's Oregon district, which was the site of a mass shooting earlier this month that killed nine and injured 27 uh, before the event on Facebook. Uh, Chappelle encouraged attendees to live in the moment and simply enjoy the experience rather than record via cell phone. Uh, Kanye West brought his uh, Sunday service to the event. This we, thing's be- becoming really popular. The Sunday service? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's With such a, a weird thing. Yeah, what's the story on that? So he takes basically a whole bunch of musicians, and, and it's 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 almost... And a gospel choir. Gospel choir, mm-hmm. and, and they do a service of sorts. So a, a religious-ish service. Yeah, what do they service. do? They move it around from place to place? Or I, they've started to do that. It used to be at one one place, a facility they'd built on uh, their compound, I guess, and now it's hitting the road. Uh, so he did that, and uh, Kim was in attendance with their daughter, North, and son, Saint, 
Uh, Chris Rock was there as well. Uh, Chappelle told the crowd, today the whole world is looking at you, Gem City Shine. And he said, we've been through a lot of tough times. So there's been uh, there's been tornadoes, there's been Klan rallies, there's been shootings. Uh, but we are still here and we're still going strong. He said, the, the best way that we can honor our fallen is by getting up better than uh, we were before. Uh, he said, we'll not let those people die in vain. Uh, they are our heroes. They are our friends. This is our city, Gem City Shine. Let them know. You I, know guess, I guess Dayton is known as the Gem, Gem City. City. You know, Chappelle was really good in uh, Stars Born. He was. He really, was really, really good. good. It was a surprise yeah. uh, when he popped up. I'm like, no way. Yeah, he was great. Is that where uh, Target started? Was that in Dayton? Because it was the, known as the Dayton Dry Goods Company, right? Yeah, that's Maybe. a good question. Might be. Uh, the event was sponsored by the city of Dayton and organized to honor those affected by the Oregon District shooting and reclaim the Oregon District as a place to gather, eat, and shop. Uh, so Chappelle was also in the news sort of <clears throat> circuitously over the weekend because um, uh, in the Chappelle show, was it Rick James that uh, does, is, uh, where he says... Rick uh, James, bitch. Well, gotta, there's a, does Rick James have has to choke a bitch? Choke a bitch, Is yeah. that what it is? All right, so Desmond and the Howard... the sportscaster said it, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, explain. Yeah. No, you, you just yeah, did. Yeah. Desmond Howard said it. He's a... Uh, on uh, College Game Day. Oh, yeah? And it's, so he's in Disney World, and he's on TV, <laughs> and he says something about this, you know, somebody have to choke a bitch. And, you know, people are like, you can't say that. He was he, he was joking. He was joking around. a joke, but not assessing the environment correctly. No. That he was at Disneyland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Yep. Know your surroundings. Yeah. Probably a good idea. <laughs> Uh, Sophia Ritchie rang in her 21st birthday in Las Vegas. Yeah, I can sign legal documents. With a squad, including boyfriend Scott Disick, uh, Kylie Jenner, and girlfriends at the Encore Beach Club. Uh, she sported a Chanel suit and uh, handed out cupcakes that read, Happy Birthday, Sophia. Wait, she handed out her own cupcakes that said, Happy Birthday, Sophia? <laughs> She's 21. It's like when you send your kids to school with their yeah. cupcakes. Okay. She even got a free dollop of ice cream at the uh, cafeteria, Preston. Uh, on Instagram, she posted shots of herself dancing, uh, then headed to dinner at uh, Cipriani. Did you hear what Disick gave her as a uh, birthday present? Uh-uh. A Range Rover and an Aston Martin. Okay. Seriously? Yep. Okay. Where Where does his money come from? Cool, I got a gift card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I posted something on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, hey, I got you peanut butter. Natural peanut butter. I take it back. The video, I thank you so much for the peanut butter, but the video was amazing. You got her peanut butter? Yes. <laughs> She's a big fan of peanut butter, and I was uh, in Cape May yesterday, so I got her some. Wow. There's, yeah, like, a, there's, there's like a peanut butter store in Cape right, May. Right, right. I remember you guys yeah. talking about that. Yeah, but the video was pretty priceless. Uh, Casey yes. texted a video. <laughs> Uh, we were all tagged on that. Uh, it's on Instagram. Uh, are you serious? Yeah, he put it on his Instagram page, and then I shared it on my stories. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just put it on the stories. Okay. All right. Well, check Casey. <laughs> it's a lot of love. It's a it lot is. of love. Yeah. It is. It's, uh, it's pretty it's adorable. It's so gross. All right. Well, <laughs> you may want to check that out But I yourself. love you for it. Yeah. Your grossness. So Hillary Duff is beyond excited to revisit her star-turning role as Lizzie McGuire in a reboot of the show on Disney+. Plus. That show used to be hugely popular. Yeah, she said it feels surreal. Uh, Schlamazel. To, to be honest, it's been I've been living with this information for a few months now, so it's been hard, very hard to even contain my excitement. Uh, she, this was on, she was at the D23 red carpet, by the way. Do you know what the cool part is, Preston? It's going to intersect with the Breaking Bad sequel, too. Oh, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she said, she's such a big part of me in my life, and now she's 30, and I feel like I'm going to, uh, have to learn some of her quirky faces again. 
uh, but I'm excited. I remember uh, my uh, nephews, they were younger at the time, having a massive crush on her. Yeah. Uh, she said, uh, well, I'm sorry, in the new show, she is a millennial living in New York City on the cusp of her 30th birthday, trying to balance love, work, and life. Oh, my God. So Lizzie all grown up. Between this and the uh, Britney, not Britney's sister. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Zoe 101. Zoe 101. Yeah. They're rebooting that as well. Yep, they are. Uh, so Bachelor alum Chris Souls. Uh, has accepted probation for his involvement in a 2017 car crash that resulted in the death of a 66-year-old man. Remember this? Yeah. Yeah. I don't love this. Uh, he doesn't love this at all. Uh, he ultimately pleaded guilty for leaving the scene of a serious injury accident in May this year. Yeah, it was like a, a, a farmer, and, he, and um, there were all sorts of questions surrounding. Frankly, I yes. thought he was going to get more. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he will serve two years probation. He probably batted those baby blues at the judge, and he just withered. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you're just stellar looking. They caved. Uh, so yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have two years probation. That's uh, the sentence. Two there. years probation. Yeah. Uh, two accusers of Oscar-winning director Paul Haggis walked out while being deposed by his lawyers, according to court papers. Mm-hmm. Uh, during their prior depositions, both Jane Doe two and Jane Doe three walked out. What are the odds you have actual witnesses who are named Jane Doe? Yeah, before uh, the defendant had the opportunity to complete his examination, Haggis's lawyer had said, uh, and, and she added that she vehemently objected to the alleged walkouts. No, no reason given as to why they walked out or anything like that. I'm interested to see how this progresses because <laughs> yeah. these are these are allegations of sexual impropriety against him. Yep. Though he has made it known that he believes he's being targeted by the Church of Scientology. Which very well could be. You, yep. you don't know. They, uh, you we'll, we'll don't to, know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Miramax Television is working on a spinoff of the 2001 John Cusack and Kate Beckinsale rom-com Serendipity. Why? Yeah, the story <laughs> will follow a couple... Harry and Claire, who fall in love over one night and are separated by circumstances. That was a cute movie. It was cute. It wasn't begging for a remake. No, it was cute. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the series will join a televised spinoff of the 1985 Brat Pack film St. Elmo's Fire. That's one of my favorite junk food movies. Is it? Yeah, because it's, it's, it, it borders on so bad it's good. Yeah. But there are parts of it that just are, are of such a time, especially Rob Lowe's character mm-hmm. with the uh, mega mullet or whatever, whatever he had working. The hair, the, yeah, the yeah. dangly the earring, earring yeah. and, uh, and the saxophone and sunglasses. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Uh, interesting. So uh, we'll see if that uh, comes to fruition. I guess it is. Or they're, so they're doing it, but I don't know when that's going to be coming out. Uh, actor Michael Shannon has been cast as the self-made millionaire and former Los Angeles Lakers owner Jerry Buss in HBO's The Untitled Showtime Lakers Project pilot. What? Uh, it's based on the Jeff Perlman book called Showtime, Magic, Kareem, Riley, and the Los Angeles Lakers Dynasty of the there, 1980s. There's a lot of story here. Is there? Right? Yeah. yeah you yeah, familiar yeah. with them? Yeah, Jerry Buss and, like, and his daughter, I believe, is the president now, but there's, there's been drama uh, since um, he, I believe he passed away a few years ago, and since then, uh, there's just been a lot of turmoil within the organization. But yeah, it was one of the best franchises in sports for a long, long time. You yeah. know what they should do? They should have him play this guy, but play, have him playing this character wearing the Zod costume from Man of Steel. I think that <laughs> might, never explain it. Might look a little bit different. No, but you're right. If you remember that, I mean, that was. Um... The Lakers at that time, I mean, you had just these superstars that were obviously larger than life. It was yeah. Showtime. And, yeah. 
Yeah, totally. Yeah, and, I mean, they were at the the forum, and Jack would be there courtside, and you know, I mean, like the. the I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Every celebrity you could possibly think of surrounded that court. Yep. All right, and then one last story: uh, the sequel to Black Panther has officially received a release date. Ah, oh, nice. According to Variety, director Ryan Coogler announced uh, at Disney's D23 Expo in Anaheim. It's in Anaheim, by the way, Casey. Oh, thanks, man. Anaheim. On Saturday, that the film is expected to hit theaters on May 6th of next year. And they've done some very interesting casting. You know who's playing the grandmother, his grandmother? Jack A. (laughs) Really? (laughs) That's the battle. (laughs) Instead of Wakanda forever, it's Jack A. And all the animals rear their heads up, and they know they've been called. <laughs> you know what I love from the um, from the movie Black, in Black Panther, and, and also in Endgame too, is the um, the hill tribe, the guys that are up on the mountain. They're great. Uh, oh, yeah. Whatever that that chant. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, it's great. I love that. It's like the, like a, a, a the rock or, or um, Jason Momoa does that. Samoan, oh, this yeah, 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 yeah. But, but the leader, yeah. he just he, he just goes boo ha, and everybody goes hoo ha. I love that. What, what they Gets me say. fired up. Yes, yes. If you can find it's, that, there's not words. I mean, there's no, no words on it. There's no words on no, it because uh, the the Black Panther uh, people, yeah. the thing sucks. They go uh, people back, and then there's like people back. Yeah, people back. Yeah, there's a yeah. there's a column. Say a There's there's a. There was a call and response. Yes. I know that he'll yell, that Black Panther yells Wakanda forever. Yes. When they, right before they charge. But, yeah, there's, there's yeah. a couple of, like, tribal war chants that are just, they're badass. I love I love that whole dynamic between that that particular tribe and... Oh, my God. Because it's, it's contentious and it becomes yep. a brotherhood. Yep. It's just so cool, the yep. transition. And he's funny. When, he's very funny when they when they go up to visit him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's he's kind of <laughs> effing with them. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I love it. So, but, uh, uh, wait a minute. It says twenty twenty two. Nick, yeah, that's that's what I read over this, the weekend. Then as well. this is a this is a misprint on my my. Why twenty twenty two? Because it says May 6, twenty twenty, where I'm reading here. But that I'm like, wow, okay, well that's a big turnaround. So I think that makes more sense. Oh man, yeah, well, what, so, sorry guys. A few what? more years. He Bombay. Okay, so that's, he's on down. That's what they're saying. He's on, <laughs> he's down, on down. He's on down. So that's Black Panther saying that. Yeah. And then there's a different one as well. But he Bombay. He Bombay. It's Bombay. He Bombay. Uh, so, all right. So that's 2022. That sucks. Aw, man, I don't want to wait that long. I know. I know. Uh, the Marvel Studios chief, Kevin Feige, revealed that Coogler uh, has delivered a treatment uh, for a follow-up film with a villain and a new title, but nothing is set in stone just yet. He said, we're we're not taking our time. We're really trying to get it right. I wonder- Why are you not taking your time if you're trying to get it right? Dude, there's loads of... We're taking our time because we don't want to get it right. No, he said, we're not taking our time. We, we really want to get it right. We really want to get it right. Yeah, you so, would take your time if you want to. Exactly, you want to take your time because you want to get it right. You don't want to rush because you want to get it right. Yeah, it's just stupid, dummies. Wakanda forever. Wakanda. Uh, Killmonger could hypothetically return. Yes. Uh, well, they never show him actually die, but he dead. But they also have ways to restore. Yeah. Wait, who is Killmonger? That's Michael the, the B. Villain. Jordan. Yeah, the, the villain. That was his name. Yeah, yeah. I never knew. 
I just thought he was Michael B. Jordan. Skip. <laughs> Big badass. Uh, yeah, they, you're right. They do have ways yeah. to kind of... I mean, he's a great villain. Yeah. There's time travel now, guys, so there yeah, is, yeah, yeah. You know, we can yeah. do anything at this point. All bets are off. All ha, right. ha. That's yeah. what he says, like, ha, ha. Ha, ha. ha. Ha ha! Ha ha! Something like that. Baha. No, Baha. Oh, Baha. Yeah. Ragam. Sorry about that. Ragam. Ragam. Ragball. Ragball. Ragam. Ragball. Ragam. Ragball. Ragam. Ragam. Ragball. Do it again, please. Ragam. Ragball. It's all a chant. Let's yeah, all chant. Rag him. Rag ball. Rag him. Rag ball. Rag him. Rag ball. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Thank Thanks for playing along, Kat. Exactly. And now the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> now the left side of the theater. The right side. Everyone over 40. Everyone who's single. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was funny. All right. Let's do, uh, <laughs> let's do the clips. <laughs> Pennyworth displays what Bruce Wayne's legendary assistant was doing in his life before encountering the Wayne family. Here, Jack Bannon explains how the experiences of his younger character eventually benefit the caped crusader. Bruno Heller, fantastic showrunner and creator, has has filled in this backstory of this guy that we're always used to seeing as the stuffy old man who's more tea, blah, blah, blah. But what he also does is gives Batman great advice. And although Batman knocks him off a few times and doesn't take the advice, this examines how he knows all of those things. Well, I don't get... They ain't cold, but they're... Uh, Pennyworth airs Sundays at 9, and that's on Epics. Let's do the next clip. Gerard Butler returns to the screen for the action trilogy Angel Has Fallen. And in this clip, Morgan Freeman shares the depth of his admiration for his co-star. He first came to my attention in the movie 300, where he was just awesome. And I think he has such a an interesting screen presence. He's, now you're adding to that. Huh? He's very macho. Ruthless, but he has a human sensitivity, which is, I guess that's what we like in our heroes. You've got it, dude. <laughs> He's very lip-smacky. Yeah, to put it plainly, he can't act. <laughs> Angel has fallen is in theaters now. And number one. Number one of the box office over the weekend. By the way, Nick pulled up this information. So what Black Panther is saying in that chant is uh, Yabambe. Okay. Spelled Y-I-B-A-M-B-E, and Yibambe is Josa, a language which originated in South Africa, and it means hold fast. Oh, I love that. Uh, and it has also been said to roughly mean hold strong as well. So it's like, you know, hold, hold. So, um... Rag him! Rag him! <laughs> it's like in uh, Braveheart where he's going, hold! Yes. Hold! Hold! Yeah. <laughs> hold on! Yibambe! Yibambe! Just like Ronnie said. <laughs> Just like Ronnie said. <laughs> All right, we have a busy day today, folks. A lot of people joining us on uh, our program. Uh, we'll have our friend John Dornbus on show on the show. He has a book out, and uh, he's got a live show in support of that. Uh, it's going to be at the Suzanne Roberts Theater. We'll get the information from him a little bit later on when he gets in touch. 
We're also going to have from uh, both shows, Chicago Fire and Chicago PD, we'll have David Eigenberg and also Brian T. here in the studio to join us. Brian T. was in The Wolverine, Preston. Was he? Yes. Nice. Yeah. And then we will have uh, from the film, Brittany Runs a Marathon, uh, writer and director Paul Downs Calazio, uh, Calazo, I think is how you say his name, I'm going to have to find out for sure. And we also have actress Jillian Bell, who stars in the movie, stopping by today. She's so. great. Be very, very busy, and I like it that way. We'll take a break, come back in a second, but before we do that, how about some movie passes to a screening of It Chapter 2? Whoa! Yeah, this is for next Wednesday, 7 p.m., UA Riverview Plaza. <sighs> Hits theaters nationwide September 6th. We'll take three callers right now, and we'll give you tickets to see it. I think I might have to go to that. 215-263-WMMR. Go ahead and start calling now. We'll see if we can get you on board. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us on this Monday morning. What's new? Glad you asked. The Black Keys. Greta Van Fleet. Five Finger Death Punch. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, Steve, you had something you wanted to bring up? Yeah, it's a it's a pretty interesting story uh, if you're a homeowner and, um, you know, what you might perceive about your yard, your neighbor's yard, and what you're responsible for. Over, over the weekend, we had a little gathering. Some of the neighbors uh, came over to the house and uh, a couple up the street, a couple, two blocks, they have a, a neighbor who has a very large tree, and they were telling me that the branch of this tree, this older tree, crashed down into their house. About five, $6,000 worth of damage. Wow. Oh, no. And um, so I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I said, oh, well, obviously they're, they're going to have to take care of it. Yeah, they're the owner of the tree. No. Yeah. So they did they did all the 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 due diligence on it and, and they were checking and and talking to to people and in Philadelphia and he's he's he said he's looked up and down and vetted this out and did the whole thing. You you're responsible for your, in other words their insurance. The the house hit is now responsible for it. Even and though it was the neighbor's tree. Right. And I always thought, it was always my perception that your yard, something from your yard goes into another yard, that's your that's your deal. Well, you're, so you're the one it, responsible. Is it the neighbor, the homeowner, the, the neighbor of the tree, is it their responsibility to keep uh, if, if branches come over into their area to the, cut them? That, that's, the, that's the question. So here's the deal. Like I said, so do you mean to tell me you you could build a structurally unsound brick wall right at the fence level and if that collapsed down onto the house next door, it's your, it's, they'd be responsible for it. So I always probably thought, probably not because you need mm, a permit for something like right. that. Right. So the tree here's the issue, like with trees. And I always thought, I'm sorry if a tree from your property or a branch or something crashes down or causes damage yeah. or during a storm, a branch from your yard falls on your neighbor's car. You're responsible, right? I mean, I don't understand how that's not your responsibility. So, so, you, so you're telling me. That if you're, because I, I remember Marissa ha- having a yeah the her tree. parent her parents having an issue no no her neighbors her parents neighbors right. had an issue with with their tree because it went into their yard or whatever but so what you're saying to me is if you have a tree in your yard and the branches start to come into my yard right I'm I can cut them down well yeah so I have a tree like that so my neighbors have a big huge tree and the branches uh, come you know over into our yard and yes we cut those branches so I will say to them I'll give them a heads up but I'm just gonna say hey we're tr- we're having these trimmed because they're now reaching into our property and it 
again, it's an old tree. Like a branch could easily uh, snap off in a storm and land on our house. So we have a trim. So I would have assumed the onus would be on me as the tree owner to take care of the branch extending over into the yard. I, I and think that it I would go. You know, but the issue might be but, either way. But but if if it's so, here's the deal: you could have a tree on your property that is just simply tall. Yes, and all of a sudden we have one of these tropical depressions that comes through, and it knocks over and falls onto your neighbor's yard. Right now, you didn't do anything wrong. No. as the owner of that tree, there wasn't anything you could have done other than cut it down. Well, we should have known that that tree was going to fall. You know what I mean? So, but 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 I mean, so so in other words, my my thing is though because it's on your property though. I've always understood, and about the 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 gray areas there, I know. Right. You're saying it was on your property. It fell, you know, it fell on the neighbor's house. That's your, that's think, your deal. And I think that you have the right, though. So if it is somebody else's tree, but it's growing into your property, I think you have the right to cut it. Yeah, I don't know. Do you see these are Christ? Because I would have. I've I always thought. In fact, when we moved into our house, there was a tree that we had that was actually touching the roof of the neighbor's house. I said that sucker's got to come down. Because if it does come down during a storm, want to be we're the ones who are going to be held responsible for it. <laughs> apparently not. And, and apparently, I just sort of let it crash into the neighbor's house. <laughs> but doesn't that seem kind of absurd? A little I, bit, yeah. Being, that they're, they're going to be, so their insurance is going to catch it, and they're going to end up with, um, I assume, a, a spike up in. I don't see it as absurd, no. Yeah. No, I, I see it as uh, unexpected. Yeah. But, but I don't think it's, uh, I, I, so, so he, sometimes it might not be the the tree owner's fault. Well, so and, and, and to that point, that would be wrong to to have them pay for it, right? Or so, the insurance company, the, the they say that the owner would have to be aware of the fact that the tree was uh, in less than stellar shape, or mm-hmm. that there was rot in it that could have caused it to to, to break. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I always I always thought, hands down, your property something crashes into the neighbors or something goes awry, you. Your property, you are the homeowner, you're responsible. Hey, I'm going to go to Meg, an insurance agent, deals with this all the time. Hi, Meg. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. What's up? Good. I just was listening this morning, and um, I work for our family insurance agency, Ashman Insurance and Lansdale. We just did a Facebook post about this the other day because even when you first start out in insurance and you're learning about coverages and homeowners policies, you think logically that if someone's tree falls in your yard that it's you know the the neighbor's responsibility to clean up the tree but like steve said he said everything correctly that's not the case yeah. unless the homeowner you know was negligent in the care of their tree and you know you were able to prove that right. um, and it's always sort of comes as a shock to people because you know you it's sort of like well it's not it doesn't feel like it's my fault that their tree fell in my yard but unfortunately you know it ends up becoming your responsibility to clean it up and it falls under your the coverage under your policy and oftentimes, there's very limited coverage for trees anyway on a homeowner's policy, like depending on who you're with, but it could be $500 or $1,000 to, to clean up the tree. And, Meg, you know, that's not really that much money. Let me let me ask you a question. Let's say you sure. have an extra neighbor. They got a big tree. It's old. It looks nasty to you. It looks like it's going to be a sure. problem. Uh, who, who the hell do you contact? Yeah. About saying, yes. you know what, I'm concerned about this, sure. and if and if at least you made some overtures to try and work something out, maybe that would weigh in your favor if something did happen. Absolutely, I just had a client ask me this the other day, and it really depends on where you live. You know, it, and and the you know obviously the ordinance in the area, but you know the first and foremost, maybe take pictures, talk to your neighbor. You know, hopefully if they're reasonable, you know maybe they would agree. And then if it, you know if they don't, you know you could always. Take it up with the township. I know, like, we used to live in Westchester, and we had a similar situation. And, you know, we, we called the, the borough, the Department of, you know, Inspections, and they came out, and they actually gave, told our neighbor that 
you know, it was his responsibility to take care of the trees. That tree was happened to be hanging on power lines, so it was a danger yeah. to everybody. But, you know, that's something you can always certainly do because, you know, it's, it's, it's obviously a safety hazard. You know, something well, let, let me ask you, so hurt. are there areas where th- this is not the case? Because, I, you know, I, I remember years ago in New York, it was always the assumption that, were a tree on our property to fall into the neighbor's house that we would be responsible? Was I just misremembering that? Or are there different areas where that would hold true? No, I, I mean, I can't speak to that, you know, obviously specifically. But, no, it's it's pretty standard across the board. Huh. That, you know, if, if a neighbor's tree falls in your yard, it's your responsibility. You know, it falls under your policy to, to take care of it. Whatever damage it's caused, if it's at your house, if it just fell, if it, you know, took down a fence. So what about what about as I said before, like like so you you, you build a, a a poorly constructed brick mm-hmm. wall against the fence right. line and that falls over. Yeah, I mean same thing. You know, you you'd have to prove that the person was negligent in the care. You know of that, and and hmm. you know certainly if they were, I mean you can always you, you and what I always say to people is you know submit everything to the insurance company if you feel like you know there was some wrongdoing if there was you know negligent care and you know they'll they'll do their their due diligence they don't want you know they don't want to pay on your behalf if it could fall into the other <laughs> right policy, right right yeah you know? meg so what about come out meg what about um like do i have the right to trim the branches that are growing into my yard yeah absolutely you know absolutely i mean if it's on your property you know on your property line you know I mean, you know, obviously you have the you have to take care of what's on your side of the, you know, on the fence per se. You know, obviously nobody wants, you know, if you can see that there's potential damage that can, you know, occur, you need, you know, that's right. your responsibility. Hey, obviously you want to take care of it. Somebody things. texted in though, Kathy said, if you do that and it causes something to kill the tree, then you are responsible oh my gosh. for that. <laughs> that's yeah. a good What if you just gingerly feed <laughs> rabid squirrels into the branches yeah. so they cross over to your neighbor's house? All right, so if a, if a tree... Either a tree or a branch that was in my neighbor's yard falls into my yard, doesn't cause any damage. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I still like, and it, and I just have to. You have to pay to get it removed. You got to yes. clean it up. Yeah. Yeah. But what yeah, if lo- what if the 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 stump or the trunk is still in the neighbor's yard? Like, what if yeah. the what if the tree is in my neighbor's yard? But it's if, cracked. But it falls into part of it. But it falls into both yards. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever's in your yard is. is- your responsibility here's the deal whatever by the letter of the law it's it, it, it's ridiculous but i would feel like a total dick if my tree fell right. into my neighbor's yard and i made them take Absolutely. care of any of it agreed sure. I mean, yeah. agreed the neighborly thing to do i mean i think if, you know but the neighborly thing to do would be to clean up the, your tree that's on somebody else's yeah. yard i mean i think most people would do that but technically they, they don't have to or is yeah. the thing to do to accuse your neighbor of of making your tree crack into their house right 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 <laughs> All right, yeah, thank all you, right. Meg. Appreciate the information. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yep. Love you. Thanks. Take care. <laughs> I, I would never have. I would never have assumed that. Yeah, but Casey, you're a nice guy, so you yeah, know, yeah, you're a good neighbor. So it would, uh, you know, that, and like that's, a good neighbor. Yeah, Casey. Oh my God, we've we've not heard that in a long. I don't even know. Can you hit those notes? Anymore? Yeah, sure. All right. Casey's going to have to look it up, but uh, so this happened to uh, yeah, it happens. So they're they're, they're going to be on. I mean, obviously they have insurance and so on and so forth. But you're talking about a six thousand dollar, you know, and it's a it's a fairly sizable branch. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I I just natural belief would be you would be the one responsible for that. Uh, hang on a second. I have uh, Dan, who is a code enforcement officer. Dun, dun, dun. Officer Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not officer. It's, it's a pleasure to have you on, sir. 
<laughs> yeah, don't don't worry. I'll take care of all your Thank you for your service. All right, anyway, what um, were you going to say? So usually I get involved when people have already talked to their neighbor and they don't want to do anything. I work for a township, so, you know, like I don't like the last person saying, like, People call, and I get to go out and say, wow, man, I can't – there's a lot of nothing that I can do about it. They love me. I come out, I look at it real careful, and I and I go, yeah, nothing we can do. Sorry about that. Oh. So, yeah, yeah, so generally you can't really make someone – like I'll sometimes send like a nice letter on letterhead. You know, signed in big red letters, Officer Dan. Now, but I don't do that. But uh, <laughs> well, you know, like I'll send a nice letter and be like, "Hey, just FYI." But I can't force them to do anything. Like, and with your thing, Steve, if you put a brick wall up like that, yeah, like you need a permit to do that. So if it were, to, if you were to do that without a permit, and then that would happen, yep, they would be locked. So be what locked if you do it? And you're never gonna, you're never, you're never gonna get a permit to put a brick wall like that on a, on a. There's like setbacks from property lines and all like technical. Stuff you but do. who would so, be so responsible, yeah, Steve or off, his neighbor? Right. What was that? Well, his neighbor would be responsible for is what he's yeah, saying. Yeah, his name, uh, yeah, for like a brick wall or something like that because it's done without, like, in a way that's against, like, the town's right, rules. You but, can't do that. But, but Officer pretty, Dan, if I may, <laughs> what if you were to build a structure that was t- totally the code and it was up, uh, you know, and it was made, you know, like a brick, you know, like a, like a, whatever the hell, a building on your property or something that was is within code and it, it crashes over it. Into your neighbor's house. Um, I think a building would be different than like a tree, probably from just a like a like a interpretation standpoint. Because a building is a thing you're like required to do like ongoing maintenance on and things right. like that, just to make sure it doesn't collapse. Where a tree is kind of like a natural thing that happens. Most of those trees aren't planted, or they haven't been planted like for a hundred years. <laughs> like right there for they didn't. They're just there from when the house was built. They just built around it or whatever it may be. Like. It just it's it, kind of like an act of God to some extent. But I tell people, look, you can clean cut it, and the whole worrying about damaging the tree, go ahead, cut it clean, kill it. If you have, like, if, you, <laughs> and if, cutting, if it's that much on your property that cutting it off your property kills it, then so be it. The tree's dead. Like, wow. Okay. Yeah, you can you can do that. You know. So all right. Make sure you put some respect on that, Officer Dan. That's all I'm saying. Yes, sir, <laughs> Officer. <laughs> Thank you, Officer Dan. <laughs> have a great day. Thank be you careful guys. out there. Um, you guys, do you guys know any people who've, who've gotten, uh, work done without permits? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Have improvements, oh, stuff yes. like that? Yeah. yeah. My, my missile silo. Oh, uh, really? I, I never even, no, no. Never. Uh, the, the, the standard thing, Preston, and is, is people will throw on a deck in the back of a house uh-huh. without going through the, it's, that's one of the most standard things. They'll add it on. A lot of people who are just handy at home and can do some basic, you know, stuff will build their own decks and you'll see it all the time. We, I never wanted to risk that because I figured if if we would get caught, no matter what, so just do it. Yeah, I, I, we would never do something yeah, yeah. that wasn't permanent. I'm I'm curious if there are people that work for townships that drive around. Oh, yes, if that's what they do, yes. they yes. for non permitted yeah. work, and they look for the paperwork in the windows sure. to let you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. so my neighbors uh, started a deck without a permit, and I think it was two days in. And somebody came, and I mean, we certainly didn't call and say, hey, they're building a deck without a permit. Officer Dan's up front. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um, yes, we were told that that somebody actually drives around Plymouth Township uh, to make sure that people have permits uh, to, to do all this work. And yeah. if not, they, they put a stop to it. But I actually, sorry, Nick, let me just, I just have a question. If you do get caught, say you completely build the deck right. or uh, like almost people do like, uh, you know, will finish their attics or, or things like that that aren't supposed to be. If they ever, if it's finished, completely finished and they find out, the township finds out, what happens? Do you have to there, rip it out? There was a story that I had a couple weeks ago of a guy who had on his property a small, a pond. There's an island in the pond. 
built a bridge. And this was a, it was a big piece of big mechanical structure, not mechanical, but engineering structure that he put together, built himself. They came in and they dismantled that thing. They will make you take down a deck. They will make you, they will make it like whatever you've done. It it has to start on, it has to be to code. It has to be inspected along the way. Because somebody told me that you can get like a hefty fine, but that you'll, I guess maybe depending on what it is, you you can keep it. So it's somebody that's putting up a a shed in their backyard. If someone knows, let us, you know, let us know because it's Preston, I, I agree with you. My perception has always been scrap it. You got to got to do it over. I have a story that combines the both of these things, right? So um, <clears throat> I have with a, thistle. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, so I have a friend who um, had a shed on their property that was not permitted, and the they had a tree fall onto the shed that was uh, the tree was on township property. Oh my gosh! Not on a neighbor's property, right? So it was on township property. So my, the this person says, uh, "Listen to you know, go to the township. Uh, a tree that was on your property fell and, and landed on our shed. We would like reimbursement for yeah, it." Right? Yeah, yeah. The township says, "Yes, of course, we're we're completely responsible for it." Except that that shed was never permitted in the first oh. place. So now they are being fined for having that shed. They're not getting reimbursed for it. Oh my! So gosh. it's a lesson in. You probably should get the permitting, even if it's a pain in the ass. So, Nick, yeah. did the guy show up with a toothpick in his mouth and go, what the shed? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. But Which I mean, shed are you talking How much are par- permit? How much do they cost? Not that much. Okay. You know, I, I think, like, at the most, it's going to be $1,000 or something like that. But I think some people don't want to go through. It's not just paying for it, but they might not be allowed to build what they exactly. want to build. Property like my missile silo. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. When I did the patio in my backyard, I mean, we had to make probably three different revisions because whatever it was, they were not happy with. And it, it took a while to ju- just to get the permits. Yeah. yeah. No, they're very specific about it. I'm going to go to Jim. Hi, Jim. You're on the air. Good morning, sir. No, it's Tim. Hey, hey Tim. Hey, hey, Preston, can you hear me? I can, yes. Okay, I was just making you're going to say yes, like the other day. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if you were going to record me saying yes. Oh. I can use you in a scam. Oh, oh. <laughs> He's going to scam you. This I think Preston, back. can yeah. you hear me? And you yeah. say oh. yes. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, so, yeah, I didn't even know. Why are there nine hot tubs in my house? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good call, Jim. So, What's up? Hey, so basically what happened was uh, I had a shed in my yard. It was a 10 by 10. And that shed got messed up, and I replaced it with another shed. I bought a shed that was uh, 12 by 20. And the borough came after me because uh, because it was the wrong size and whatnot. You know, yeah. it was bigger than the 10 by 10. And uh, so they said I needed to get a permit. They have to come inspect it. They have to check out the setback, this and that. Um, I kind of didn't do anything about it. I got another letter saying that I have 10 days to respond or else, you know, uh, I can get fined and this and that. And uh, they still have to come out, measure it, inspect it, look at the roof, you know, all sorts of rigmarole and everything. Um Finally, after a month of me putting it there, I went to the borough. Uh, I got the permit paper. I paid the $52 for the permit, and I never heard from a, from the, the township again. All they wanted was that money. They just they, no, they do want the money, but so you there was no there was no suggestion that you needed to scrap that shed. And uh, I mean, it's just a shed. It's a, it was a prefab shed, correct? Exactly. Yeah, it was a ten by ten. I took the ten by ten down and replaced it with. A nitrogen, right, but it, was, I, but it was but it was bigger. I wonder. I wonder bigger, in a situation like permit. say you have say you have a permitted deck, and you add on to that deck without you know. My my belief is, and I want I want this confirmed, is that they would make you tear down the part that wasn't yeah maybe legal. 
Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jim. I just put a shed on. Chris, yeah. I saw a text come over. Uh, this guy says that uh, there's somebody who drives around the Happer or Horsham area who is, isn't is even a code enforcer. He's just <gasps> an a-hole who oh looks God. to see people Dude. have. Yes. Yeah. P- people are like that, there man. There are those people. Yeah. Nudges. Yeah, so, Busy bodies. Nudge. Yeah. I, I, like I knew that. somebody who. Police rat- cops. Yeah. 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 Police cops. Police cops. Citizens arrest. And let me tell you something. There's gobs of them. <laughs> yep. What were you going to say? Uh, I know somebody who's... Police arrest. Their uh, daughter or son had a pool in their front yard. Okay. This is the heart of Delco. Front yard. Are yeah. you serious? Okay. Well, so in the back, the, there was it's an alleyway in the back. So the front yard was the only place to put a pool. <laughs> All right. Uh, so the township made them take the pool down because they, they didn't have a fence. So... It was the white trash division. This didn't even affect this guy personally. It was yeah. his daughter. So then he went and told, well, I'll just say it was my old neighbor. Uh, <laughs> he went and, and called the police cops on the neighbor behind me <laughs> because they didn't have a fence. And they had an above ground pool, but they had a deck around the pool and all that sort of. So when Mary was like, oh, you know, somebody, I was like, Mayor, it wasn't me. I, I, I'll yeah. tell you this. What I did not call the police cops for, you know, but it was the other guy next to me. Wait, your neighbor had a pool in their front yard? No, 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 no. <laughs> my neighbor's daughter had a pool in the front yard, okay. but my neighbor behind me had a pool in her backyard. It was above ground pool, right? Built like a little deck around it or whatever. Who puts a pool in their backyard? <laughs> when, when you have all that front yard, when you have all that front yard. <laughs> And everyone can see what you're doing. Now, listen, you're supposed to have a fence if you have a pool. I yes. understand that. Yes. Like no, it's, they're, they're, you know, it's a safety concern, blah, blah, blah. Drowning, things yeah. like that. This yeah. is, a, an, I, you know, and I have kids. It didn't affect me all that much. Well, but, but people can get petty about that. Sure. And also, sure. That when you're doing construction, too, honestly, if, if you have a... People get pissed off in the area, you you, you make sure you, you're doing everything by the book because, you know... That happy neighbors, happy life. Well, you don't want to make an investment, like you know, dude. Listen, if you're putting a deck in your backyard, yeah, those things cost a lot of money, you know. So you're you're gonna skimp on what a five hundred dollar permit, you know, no, and agreed. then you run the risk of having it. You I know. saved on nails. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, hang on, let me go back to the tree thing. I have Tom, whose neighbor's uh, tree fell on his house. Hey, Tom, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey guys, how are you? Good. What's up, buddy? Hey, sorry to call you at work. It's all good, <laughs> okay. man. What's your story? Uh, it was Christmas morning, came downstairs, 8 o'clock. We're uh, me, three kids and wife, just getting ready to open Christmas presents. And two years ago, it was a pretty windy Christmas morning. Uh, pretty cold out. My neighbor's got some older trees in his yard. Entire tree comes down onto the deck. Breaks three windows, rips up the siding, and nearly collapses the lower side of the deck. Wow. Scared scared the bejesus. I'm sure, man. Yeah. It was was terrifying. Uh, We went back. We did. um, uh, The neighbors were completely beside themselves, obviously. Uh, We fought with uh, the insurance companies for a while about whose issue it was. Yeah. Uh, And then they finally settled on since the entire tree came down from the neighbor's property Uh that they were completely responsible. All right. No kidding. The entire tree was the deciding factor. Mm. The entire tree. Okay. $35,000 in damage. Hmm. That's chunky. If a branch falls down onto your house from your neighbor's tree, if you can go over 
and cut the rest of the tree yeah. down. Yeah, knock the whole tree <laughs> over. We're right. And with a bulldozer. <laughs> All right. You have a giant chainsaw. Right. Interesting. All right, chainsaw. thanks, Tom. I wonder if that's a, if that's a contributing factor, if it's the entire tree. In his case, it yeah. appeared to be. Yeah. Well, and I also wonder if it's if there's no argument. Like, if the neighbor just kind of says, okay, my tree fell, and then they call their insurance company. You know what I mean? I yeah. wonder if... Probably not, because your insurance company is not going to pay just of because you think it's your fault. Right, right. The last but thing you know what I've learned, Preston? Right. Like a good neighbor. <laughs> Stay by me, Nail it. Uh, let me go back to the, the permits here. And uh, I have, uh, let's see, Marissa who wants to chime in. Hi, Marissa. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Marissa? Uh, so my husband and I had purchased a rather large garage. It was like a 20 by 24. Purchased it whole, had it delivered. Nothing was actually built. We were young first-time homeowners, so we didn't even think about getting a permit because we weren't actually building anything. And a couple days later, I came home, big red notice on the front door saying that we had to stop construction, which we didn't really understand because we didn't construct anything. Went up to the township, and they told us that we could be fined $4,000 a day Whoa. for the violations that we had. $4,000 a day? Yeah. <laughs> and so how did this How did this resolve? They were the, the inspector was actually really nice. I think he said that they basically, they need, the red notice is really just this, because they need you to come up there. A lot of people ignore yeah. the notice. Um, but because we went up there and kind of admitted the fault, and paid for everything. They didn't find us anything, but they definitely could have. Four thousand dollars a day for a lot of people think that. Okay, I'm just going to get a shed. It depends on what size it is, obviously. And this it was, is yeah, what it was a large shed. But if you live in a town with like a uh, you know where they they oversee everything and and you have to submit if you're going to put a flagpole up on your property and all that stuff, yeah. this can get really dicey. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Marissa. Yeah, my wife has always been the one to deal with uh, the. Uh, the permits and all that stuff. Yeah. You know, we had a pool built and, and a shed and, and things like that. And you got to get it cleared. Make sure that it's all taken care of. Uh, you guys want to talk to an abortionist? <laughs> an abortionist? Oh, I'm sorry. An arbiterist. <laughs> oh, misread. my God. Uh, the distress. The, <laughs> yeah, there's a few to, letters missing. Let me go to Adam. Hey, Adam, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Not much. So I'm an arborist and I own a tree company in uh, Wayne. Uh-huh. And just going back more on... What everybody was saying, it is pretty much always the neighbor's responsibility to take care of the tree. The, na- the neighbor, the, all right, the, the neighbor, neighbor that owns the tree. Who owns the tree, or the neighbor who's, who receives the tree unplanned? No, who receives the tree, whose house oh. or property it falls on. Uh, okay, but it gets into some, you know, hard, you know, between neighbors, some hard relationships. So a lot of times, what we do is we have to come out and, and look at and assess the trees and give a judgment on and write a letter to the homeowners uh, who own the tree, giving them notice that, you know, it's not safe. And people then can use that if the tree were to fall to give to their insurance company to say, hey, listen, we had uh, uh, arborists come out and look at it. We had an abortionist come out. No, so, 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 so what happens is that you have... So would you say is a lot of your business actually going out and assessing trees for their viability because people, as Preston said, were concerned that the tree might come down at, at a certain point? Exactly. Okay. So if, you have, if you're concerned about your neighbor's tree possibly damaging, you know, your house or something like that, the best thing to do is get an arborist out there, 
look at it, have them assess it, and then have them write up a notice and keep that on file. And that's something you can hand to an insurance right. agent. Or are, are you obliged? Are you obliged to present that information to the neighbor who's uh, the who owns the tree? We typically do. We'll typically yeah. mail it or email it to a neighbor saying, "Hey, listen, you know, just as a kind thing, so you're not, you know, going behind." Or just hand it to him at the clinic. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> All right, thank you. That makes sense, though. I appreciate it, Adam. Yeah, that, uh, um, you know, start a paper trail. Yes. Of, of just, just so you're just back in yeah. case. One last call because stuff like this happens. I'm going to go to Mark. Hey, Mark, you're on the air. Good morning, buddy. Hey, guys, what's happening? Yeah, I got a guy, friend, has classic cars, has three of them, build a garage, big garage. He did have a permit. I told you, uh, screener, that he didn't, but he did have the permit. Here is the problem. When they did the survey... He was literally half an inch over the other person's property. Now, this is a nice rural area out in Pocopson, and he thought he had a good relationship with his neighbor. Well, I guess they went and did a survey. They made him tear the garage down. Oh, wow. One Dude. half an inch? Come on. So I mean, every Saturday, the silver lining was during classic car season, which basically lasts from spring to October. He would get his giant boombox and blast his music from 8 o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, that's a neighbor war starting right there. Yeah, Mark, That's thanks for your call. I appreciate that. Half an inch. Listen, there are some people that are so, and listen, it is your property, but there are some people that are so covetous of that that they just... They get crazy about land ownership I, and how yeah. dare you. You know, you're the, so right. Like your grass clippings are on my yard. You know, I mean, to yeah. that level. I'm very, you be, I'm very conscientious. Like when we we put up a fence, you know, you go talk to the neighbor, right? General yes, area, of course. And we, and we, I think we even moved it in just a little bit, just as a buffer. It doesn't matter how many time, how long do you spend walking the perimeter of your fence? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the the problem here is then on the resale of the house, and I'm not talking about the house with with the new garage. The house where the garage is now on your property. It's like, well, how I'm selling somebody uh, my house and property that now has a piece of a garage on that property. What I would probably do is say, well, I would have to sell that part of the property to them. You know, hey, listen, I know you're only a half inch out, but like, but legally speaking, I need to sell you. I don't, I don't think you can, you can do, do that. that. Yeah, what you can do is you can say. You can't, you can't, you can't sell just split of your, your land no. your property. No, you, you can sure? sell the house and say, I own part of a six-car garage. How can you say that so resolutely? I, I'm pretty sure. Well, I, I can't say it resolutely, but I, I, I've, I've never really heard of that. I always thought that these things were, unless you had to, I don't that'd be jumping yeah, through a lot. You those. would have to have the land resurveyed because, yeah. again, like what I'm saying is when you're then selling the property, it's like, you, you know. Then I, as a new homeowner, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go, you got to tear your garage down. Yeah, you, you could. Know? What yeah. about the story you had about the guy who, it was in a bizarre file, who sold the real estate that was literally between the tracks on a driveway. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that what, a 15th of an acre or whatever it was, just <laughs> yeah. a strip, long strip of, of dirt. Yeah. And sold it for what? $200,000. So our next door neighbors wanted to build a pool. We have a pool, yeah. so we have a fence. You have to have a fence that goes around the property. Yeah. And uh, our our fence is like one foot. We have we have a foot outside of our fence is actually our property as yeah. well and runs between our, our neighbors as well. And they were going to build a pool. And had they uh, built a fence around there, there would have been a one-foot-wide gap 
between their <laughs> fence and our fence. And we're like, just attach it to just, our fence. Yes, yeah. it's fine. We'll save you the money on a whole side of the fence. You won't even have to pay for it. Right. And we're like... It'll just be easier that way for everybody. Oh, it's because you're not an a-hole. Hey, I'll meet, you, a-hole. I'll meet you in the alleyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So <laughs> you can be a, a good neighbor, yeah. like State Farm. You know? I'm a neighbor. State Farm is here! <laughs> Dear God. I missed that. Uh, I'm glad we brought it back. All right, interesting story, Steve. I did not know that. You, yeah. own, you own the property. Of, uh, you own a tree on your property. It falls, lands on your neighbor's house. You are not responsible for that. That's Blew my mind. I yeah. had no idea. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We have bizarre file stories. You're going to love what I have to share with you, as well as our friend John Dornboss, who has an appearance tomorrow night. He's going to tell you about it. It's in support of his new book called Life is Magic. So we'll talk to Dornboss in a bit. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Now, now. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Duncan. It's pumpkin season at Duncan. You can enjoy the flavor of the season to its fullest with pumpkin-flavored coffee, donuts, and more. America runs on Duncan. Limited time only. Participation may vary. If you had a less-than-stellar weekend, listen closely to this story. All right. Firefighters rescued a woman they say was trapped in a septic tank possibly for two to three days. That's awesome. Yeah. Weekend times you... Weekend doesn't sound too bad now. But sometimes you just need to get away, right? Uh, they said she had to be flown to the hospital. Rescuers said they found her lying in raw sewage oh, with her God. face just above it in a tank outside her rural home. There's no way I would survive two days. No, you would probably find a way to kill yourself if you were in there, Kate. I think I would have like just a heart attack, drown, die. That would be well, Just open your mouth and go. Oh go swim. I'll tell you this, though. It got her off the phone for a little while. <laughs> Uh, so she was. She lives from the, in this rural home, and officials say that she lives there alone. Oh, uh, perfect. Many homes in rural areas use underground septic tanks as a kind of private sewer to process the and waste uh, treat the waste. Uh, and uh, this, according to Richard Anderson with the fire department, he said nobody would have heard her up there. The next closest house was a couple of thousand feet away. Jesus. Uh, the call came Tuesday afternoon from the woman's daughter who hadn't heard from her mother since Friday. She got concerned and went up to check on her and found her inside the septic tank. And he said it looks like there was work being done on the septic system. There was a tractor in the area and a hole had been dug exposing the tank. And then she had fallen through about a two-foot-by-two-foot hole in kind of the rusted metal top of the tank. Uh, To complete the operation, they called in for reinforcements uh, from the confined-spaced rescue team. Uh, firefighters lowered down the handle of one of their tools. She was able to grab a hold of that. He said, "Set up slightly," and they were able to get to uh, uh, to get some other poles and strap around her back and under her arms, and then hoisted her up through that. Uh, she was somewhat lying down with her face above the water level. Uh, once we got her out, she was pretty weak, so we just got her straight under the cotton. Later, I down. pooped. Uh, she didn't. Have any visible injuries, but the woman was taken by helicopter to a hospital in Portland due to concerns about the lack of oxygen in the tank and possible infection from being in contact with sewage for so long. Well, also, the, the, the gases that would, like yeah. methane and things of that nature, I'm amazed she survived. Yeah, that's what, that's what they were saying. Yeah. So, 
Uh, yeah. How would you not if you were the first guy lowered down as that mask goes? She's dead. A couple of days. In days. There. She's unbelievable. Well, this is a precedent. NASA is examining a claim that an astronaut improperly accessed the bank account of her estranged spouse from the International Space Station, potentially the first criminal allegation from space. This is actually, in a bizarre way, kind of cool, because you knew it was going to happen eventually. NASA astronaut uh, Anne McLean told investigators that she had accessed the bank account of her spouse while on a six-month mission aboard the ISS in preparation for her role in NASA's anticipated first all-female spacewalk. McLean's spouse, former Air Air Force Intelligence Officer Summer Warden, Brought a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission that McLean had committed identity theft despite not seeing any indication of moved or spent funds. Mm. Now, Warden's parents uh, then brought another complaint with NASA's Office of Inspector General alleging that McLean had improperly accessed Warden's private financial records and concluded conducted a highly calculated and manipulative campaign to gain custody of Warden's son. This is all really ugly custody stuff going on yeah, here. Yeah, it's unpleasant. But she, So she was able to access from space? Yeah, McLean's lawyer, Rusty Harden, said that uh, she strenuously denies that she did anything improper and is totally cooperating. He added that McLean was monitoring the account to ensure the well-being of Warden's son, who they had been raising, using the same password to access the account as she had throughout their relationship. Investigators from both NASA's watchdog office had been in touch with both women to address the accusations. Uh, the FTC has not responded to the identity uh, theft allegation, and investigators, including Michael Mattia, a criminal care specialist, were accessing the complaint or assessing the complaint to the inspector general. So how is she able to do this when every time I go to my bank, my ATM is out of order? Uh, <laughs> the couple had married in 2014 and Warden filed for divorce in 2018 after McLean accused her of assault. A move Warden uh, contended was part of a longstanding attempts by McLean to gain custody of her son. A few months later, McLean went to space. And uh, Warden then discovered the bank account access the paper retorted, reported, I'm sorry, but uh, Warden not denied, committing, denied committing assault, and the case was later dismissed. So, I mean, honestly, you figure, oh, she's going up into space, I'll be free of her for a while. Mm-hmm. Nope. She's still tinkering with your life. Mm-hmm. All right, so a mountain lion attacked and injured an eight-year-old boy outside his rural Colorado home in the third attack by the big cats on people in the state this year prompting authorities to set traps and use search dogs to find the lion so they could kill it. Uh, the boy had been playing on a trampoline. Listen how scary this is. And uh, he was out Wednesday evening with his brother when a friend called out to him from his house next door. When the boy ran to see his friend, the mountain lion pounced and bit his head. Oh, wow. well, they always they say their, their modus operandi is to come in from the back and bite the neck. Okay. Yeah. But it was the boy running that had... Uh, yeah, man. Yep. It's so, horrible. So the boy's brother ran inside the home and uh, told his father to rush outside and found the cat on top of his son. The mountain lion let go and took off running as the father approached. Uh, the boy was hospitalized. His identity and severity of his injuries were not made public. Uh, Colorado Wildlife uh, Policy states any wild animal that attacks a person must be killed. Uh, the attack came after uh, mountain lion last week attacked a hunter scouting places to hunt elk in uh, Bighorn Park, northwest of Denver. He fought it off with a pocket knife. Jeez. And officials tracked the mountain lion, uh, mountain lion with hounds, and they killed it. And then in February, a mountain lion attacked a runner on a trail in mountains west of the city of Fort Collins. That runner used his foot to suffocate the young cat. After it didn't release its grip, after he hit it in the head with a rock and tried to stab it with twigs. They say the increase in attacks is probably due to the popularity of London broil hats. You think so? Yeah. Okay. 
They're just taking off. And then one last story, and I love this headline. It says, Fidel Castro's crocodile bites man at Swedish aquarium. <laughs> same, what? same old story. How can I pass that up? A man has been hospitalized <laughs> after he was bitten by a crocodile that once belonged to Cuban leader Fidel Castro. The man in his 70s had been attending a crayfish party... <laughs> At the Skansen Aquarium in Stockholm on Tuesday. Guess who used to own that crocodile? According to police, the man had his arm in the wrong side of the security glass when he was bitten. The animal is one of two Cuban crocodiles at the aquarium. Both were gifted to Russian cosmonaut Vladimir Shatalov by Fidel Castro in the 1970s. That's a hell of a story. The head of the aquarium, Jonas Wallstrom, said that the man was giving a speech at the time of the incident. You imagine that? This guy's giving a speech. (laughs) Bitten by a crocodile. How do you get your arm through safety glass? So attendees used napkins to stop the bleeding. (laughs) Well, they're obviously highly trained. As they waited for an ambulance to arrive. Give me some medical napkins. Uh, Mr. Wallstrom said the aquarium would be assessing the animal's enclosure to ensure that it doesn't happen again. Castro's crocodile. Yep, bit a Swedish man at a crayfish festival. <laughs> and there you go. That's what I have for you in uh, the Bizarre File this morning. All right, our next guest is on the line. He's got a book, he's promoting it, and he has an appearance uh, for this as well. It's going to be tomorrow night. There are two shows, 7 and 9 p.m. at the Suzanne Roberts Theater. Ladies and gentlemen, John Doran. Yeah. Hey, John. Rock on, man. Long time no talk. I know. How you been, dude? Hey, life's good. We're alive, baby. Yeah, yeah. You're, and you're big time in it, too. You and Ellen and all the things going on in your world. I'm trying to be like you guys. <laughs> well, look at you. You're, you're, I'm, I'm sure you could drop by Ellen and Porsche's house all the time. No problem. You're probably gonna, you'll probably be there for the ribbon cutting of that uh, gorilla sanctuary they're setting up. I mean, you're, uh, you, you know, a little, <laughs> little, little Sunday BBQ. <laughs> Have you taken them out to Redstone yet? <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> you guys are teasing me. <laughs> well, this is cool. You have you have your book out, which is how long did it take you to put this together? I always think it would be a, a, a difficult thing to write about myself, mainly because I'm boring. You have, a, you have an actually good story, but it, how do you edit? What was the process like? How long did it take? Well, so it, it, it takes a lifetime, right? And then yeah. all these people are like, you should write a book. You should write a book. So uh, I partnered up with Larry Platt, who's, who's from Philly here captured my voice and and the key for me was i wanted it to be real and, and intense and deep so it's all my journals through my dad's trial it's the trial it's the therapy and it's it's how i found happiness so well here's and the book was almost done and then i ended up getting traded and had the heart surgery so it was like oh, okay let's see where this takes us and how yeah. this affects my life and then we kind of added that chapter uh and then some other things happened that were really intense and uh, so I'm, I'm I'm really happy if you're struggling or know somebody that's struggling. I, I think this could be a good book on just how to how to find happiness and, and make decisions of clarity. I mean, that's so you, you your story has so many you know defining moments that would one would fill a lifetime for most people. You had your 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 mother was was killed. Your 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 dad did it, and 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 this this whole process, and then you go into the foster system and. Um, you know, football, and then obviously you you get traded, and 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 by virtue of that fact, you find out you had this medical condition. Your life was saved. You're you're a magician. You go on uh, America's Got Talent. Uh, all of this stuff happening, you know, in synchronicity. So at any point during the whole thing, I mean, when you start that young with that kind of trauma, did you ever slip into a depression, or have you always been a forward thinking, half full kind of guy? Uh, uh, uh both. 
I mean, it, you, you go in and out of waves, right? Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go back to something that you said that is, is this was the really intense part is uh, I'm, I'm now approaching a time in my life about uh, 10 weeks ago that I was just about to have my first daughter, right? My first kid. Right. And, and two weeks before, a couple weeks before she's born, I realized that there'd been something that's been eating me up and I never got to have lunch with my dad. As 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 a teenager, as kind of an adult, I never got to have lunch with my dad. Right. And so let's just say that something might have happened literally weeks before I had my daughter and, and I wanted to go see him. And I sat and I had lunch with my dad for five and a half hours. And I wanted to feel everything I'd ever felt in my entire life wow. of what I what I missed, what I missed out, the forgiveness that I felt in the moments that led up to me now becoming a dad. And I you, wanted that to affect you. How do you way. get to that place of forgiveness? You know what? I, I realized that life doesn't matter. Like It doesn't care what our plans are. It doesn't care what we do. And so I've had things in my life, I've had people in my life that are no longer in my life that are affecting my life. Right, That's right. My fault. That's my fault. That's so a good point. Yeah, because I've heard I've, I've heard the phrase that they have real estate in your mind when when someone's agitating yeah. you or just lives there, and they they're they're blissfully unaware that that's the case, and you're paying all the dues. Yeah, and so I, I just realized that hey, life's going to happen, and it's up to me to make the best of the hand I'm dealt with. Huh. And with that, I'll, I'll hey, look, it, it's all good. I I, I will. I, well, I, I don't want to tell you what happened at, at the lunch because that's that's kind of the book there. Yeah, um, but I'm glad I did it. I have no regrets. It was an emotional roller coaster every day for you know two months leading or after that. Um, but it, yeah, I, I think people that can find forgiveness can actually find happiness and joy in the world and realize that we all go through it. Right? We're we're not alone. No, nobody's perfect. The people that have the big house down the road that you think are perfect, they're not perfect either. Right. And right. So it's, it's it's making the best of this world that we live in because now I want to make this world a better place for my daughter when when I leave, and that's what I'm going to try and do. Hey, who who plays John Dornboss in the movie? Oh, okay. So, uh, look, he doesn't know this yet. <laughs> but although the first pick would obviously be Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I personally, I want Chris Pratt. Yeah. Chris Pratt would be a perfect choice. So See about that. Yeah, and, and every little every every show I do now, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, if Chris Pratt's not busy, uh, you know. <laughs> well, John, if not if not Chris Pratt, how about Chris Elliott? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I'll, I'll I'll take I'll take Louis Armstrong. <laughs> hey, John, it is a personal question, but it's a personal book. Um, do you talk about the divorce in the in your book at all? Uh, you know what? I, I think she might have got like a half a half a paragraph. Okay, that was about it. You know, because. Yeah. Uh, it, it is what it is, you know, and so I, I wish I wish her all the best. Um, but it was kind of what? Well, no, there's there's a couple pages, but it was all, but it was more a reflection upon me, yeah, and having peace with my life and moving on and realizing that this person is no longer in my life, and for me it was a better thing, and um, it's all good, you know. Now when I hear that people get divorced, I just say, hey, congratulations, you guys weren't meant to be, you know, yeah, and like. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. So, John, when you're uh, the, when, when you're when you're writing a book and you're you're telling your story, and obviously you want people to to take from it some l- lessons that they can learn and maybe apply it to their own life. Um, do you try not to fall into the well? Here's what you should do for a better life. You know what I mean? Or absolutely. Okay. No, no, no. So absolutely, because you know, and, and and what's funny is on the write-ups. Look, I don't have a PhD. I don't have the seven steps because we're all different, right? And when you get in and out of these flows of life, whether it's depression, happiness, and all that. It's a lot easier said than done. So these are just things that uh, this book is basically, here's what I told me. Here's what I went through. 
here's the things that I would tell myself, and it worked for me. And if you can take anything from this book and it helps you just get a smile, find joy or peace or closure with any aspect of your life, then I think that book's a, a, a success. Well, as, as the phrase goes, you're leading by example in that case. And I think, and I think, I know, you know, Preston, we tend to sort of recoil a little bit when we feel we're being lectured to. But when you see somebody live it yep. and you do it the way you do it and, 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 and be where you are. I mean, think of all the ways this, a life could go wrong and your, your ultimate goal, which is to help people and, and all the stuff you're doing with Ellen and all the benevolent stuff. There's nobody who could have, Put that out on a chart and had you ending up there, but it happened. And when you, if you can live always knowing that there is there is a chance to be amazed by life, then you can be encouraged by life. Well, well, let let there be no mistake. I am definitely not an academic. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. Yeah. Well, let me ask that this is for sure. Uh, before Ellen, before America's Got Talent, there was uh, the Preston and Steve show on WMMR who really gave you your first shot at show business. Um, <laughs> did, did they get a paragraph in your book at all? Actually, not only were they the first, but they were probably the most influential in forming me on who I am today. Yeah. We thought so. We thought so. A lot of credit. So that we are actually mentioned in that in that paragraph dealing with the divorce. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, so, so, John, yeah, the, the the show uh, tomorrow night uh, is this? Um, obviously, are you going to be doing some magic? I assume. Yeah, so it's really cool. We got hit up by all these different platforms, and so uh, we're not going to disclose where it's going, but it will air. It's kind of a one-hour and ten-minute special of, of, of my life and my story and magic mm-hmm. all combined. So, Love it. Uh, super excited. It's like a TED Talk on steroids, if you will, uh, with magic tied in. So uh, I, I got the dream team with uh, with, with Brian Volk Weiss, who does all the comedy specials for Netflix. I got Mark Platt Productions, who does everything from Wicked to all these things. So we're really excited. Uh, it's my life put into words, and and uh, I my only when when I got approached with this project, my only thing I said is basically I said, look, we got to film it in Philly because I want the world to see, you know, what, what what the Philly fan base is and what the city's meant to me. So we came back here. Susan Roberts Theater is beautiful. Tomorrow, seven o'clock, nine o'clock. There's a link on your guys' website. They can go to my Instagram, click the link in the bio. And there's only a few tickets left, so 7 o'clock is sold out, and I think 9 is almost, but check it out. Okay. Are you going to be in town for a few days, or are you just uh, popping yeah. in? Okay. And I think, uh, I think I'm throwing out the first pitch for the Phillies. It only took me 15 years. That's you know, awesome. I'm nice. do this forever, so nice. I'll, I'll be doing that. That time. is very cool. Excellent. Well, full steam ahead, dude. You're doing great. And, uh, Rock on, man. We're, we're really happy for you. So we'll, we'll make sure everybody is, uh, is aware of what's going on and uh, be out and be a part of it. So, uh, hey, look. No, I was just going to say. I, he I, wanted I to say he loves you. There. Rudely, I was going to say I love you guys. But I'll wait. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just going to say continue yeah. success and good luck and all that, man. All right, love you guys. I right, right, love you, you too, John, John Durenbach. We love John Durenbach. Yep, yep. So that's uh, awesome. Book, uh, the book is called uh, "Life Is Magic." There's a little emphasis on "is," which is a uh, cool. My inspiring journey from tragedy to self-discovery. That's you know, crazy. You went to go see I, his dad. I know. What I wanted to ask, but I didn't want to go back to it because he yeah. wanted to move on yeah. from it. Is he still in prison? That's what I was curious about. Did he go visit him? I, I think that's my understanding. I is thought that... he was. It was. It was a. I mean, yeah. it was murder. A murder. I yeah. Know. Yeah. But I don't know what kind of sentence he got, and you know, it's cause, not because you can go do you can twenty I mean, years. You can do fifteen yeah, yeah. some odd years, and and uh, after rehabilitation and all that come out. I don't so know. I, I don't. I don't know. Story, know. But... I, that's that's that's. 
that alone is worth reading the book to see how someone clears yeah. that mental luggage. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, cool. Well, listen, let's take a break because we have more guests. we got a lot of guests on uh, today's program. And when we return, we are going to have two stars of Chicago Fire and Chicago PD here in our studio. Stay with us. We'll return in just a moment. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we have two guests who are in our studio. I'm going to introduce one at a time. They both have the city of Chicago in... Uh, it's all about Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Case wanted me to play some Chicago. You okay, man? Uh, yeah. You're making noise. Yeah, you talk about Chicago, I get scared. Oh, no. All right, first of all, from Chicago Fire, Mr. David Eigenberg Yay! is here. Good to see you. It's good to be in Philly. It's safe here. It's safe here. Yeah. And from uh, Chicago PD, please welcome Brian T. Yeah. Or, or, or Chicago men. But, or Chicago men. It's all one. See, I knew, I knew it would be wrong. There you I told go. you guys it would be wrong. Okay. That's what yeah. I said when I met my wife. I knew it would be wrong. <laughs> there, are, there are a lot of Chicago shows. Oh, man. And, uh, so, MD, let me make sure I have that correct. Because it would make sense. You play Dr. Ethan Choi. So, yeah, you would be on a medical show. You know, you know what happens? So, you guys do. But we all. We cross over. Some people sleep with each other. I'm too old to sleep with other people. I mean, shows. But the new one is Chicago DMV, Chicago sanitation and waste, or something like that. Kindergarten, the whole thing. It's good to have you. Good to have you guys here. That this whole Chicago-based series of of dramatic shows, yes, is super popular. Uh, so, uh, how, are you currently? Is there another crossover in the works coming? Because it seems like it's I, happening every every you know two or three times. I pity a anybody that's brought to Chicago. It's great to be in Philly. We got out on Saturday night yeah. and came here. There were forty seven people shot in Chicago over the weekend, Jeez. and I wasn't there for any of them. It's good to be in Philly. This you, town is safe. You, you well, you you live in Chicago, right? Yeah. yeah so, and you we both, both you both yes. okay. Yes. So I know, yeah. I know it's odd because like the 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 crew that like was working on the show Empire. They they all live there. There's a lot of shows being. Sh- are they? Are you shot? Are just ex- exteriors or everything? No, we shot? shoot there. We live there. We, we all live we there. Do yeah. Everything there. Yeah. Dick yeah. Wolf was like, you don't think you're going to travel back and forth every weekend? You're going to get a place and you're going to live there. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean, Chicago is kind of a character amongst itself. Chicago's a great story. city, though. It, it, it is. Yeah. I mean, obviously, Maybe. it's having it's having problems, and it's, it's 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 sad and bad for a lot of the people that are living. Yeah. But there's there's also. I've, we've always said there's sort of a, a certain kinship, you know, in 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 the, in the whole thing. The different same kind of people, like uh, you know, in, like with Philly, a, a sort of a blue collar, sure. yeah. you know, cool mentality. Yeah. You, well, well uh, Brian, you're from uh, um, Manhasset, right? Long Island. I'm Manhasset, Long Island. Uh, we yeah. Have a Long Island guy as well. Come on, really? Born in Manhattan, he, uh, he's Northport, Northport, Nassau County, Suffolk County, the whole damn. Wow. Year. Yeah. So uh, and then and then you moved. Um, so you, my dad got fired and yeah. we moved to Illinois and then he had an ex-wife that really hated him. <laughs> <laughs> so he went to, she was from Long Island also. So we moved to Illinois and um, and then and then strangely enough, like 20 years later, I went back to New York and I became really good friends with my father's first wife. I don't know if that seems huh. almost strangely incestuous in a weird way. I didn't sleep with her, of course, but it got weird. So wow. I, call, I called you David. I did say, so Brian... Kathy's I, just staring at me going, like, what's that you about? You are strange. Huh? 
<laughs> Brian, you're one town over in Okinawa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's down across the sea? Just a little tiny land of water. Did you really grow up in Okinawa? Uh, no, I, oh. I, I was born in Okinawa, but yeah. I moved to oh, LA wow. when I was okay. two, so I'm kind of an Angelino. <laughs> wow. There you go. Wow. That's a Marine Corps town, because I was, I was, yeah. I'm an old jarhead, so. How many years? Three, three years? I did four years in the four reserves. Years? Yeah, wow. Yeah. And I almost got booted, but I got an honorable discharge. Someone on the internet, they write that crap, you know, yeah. about you. And I was like, <laughs> dishonorable. I, I earned my honorable. I made good on my problems. Okay. So, <laughs> did you know you Preston wanted to act at me. when you were in, a, in, the, uh, in the Marine Corps? Do you have any idea about uh, acting at that point? God, in it's your such life? a blur, man. I had such a bad drinking problem back then. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got in trouble all the time. But, wow. Uh, but yeah, I, I kind of wanted now. to, but I didn't, you know, I was so, you know, I, I was, back then, you know, when you got in trouble, it was, uh, it was a, it was a way of life. Trouble was a way of life for me. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. So did acting mm-hmm. help stabilize everything and get you? Not, it, no, it got me messed up, but then I, then I did stabilize cause it was stabilize or die kind of thing. So I, 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 I opted for life. Well, well, people know, people know you from sex in the city <laughs> too. You, yeah. yeah, but yeah, you, you, I was you, straight by then. All good. And everything yeah, I was that... all, yeah, I was, I was flying right by then. Kathy just keeps staring at me. Like, this guy's. If you think you're the, if you think you're the weirdest we've had in here, you're oh, right. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but I, I find it interesting uh, because there are some people who they just know as a kid, you know, acting. This is a passion. The theater, they love it. They they uh, so they say so dive right into it. It's cool. And then there's other people who, from time to time, will just hear, you know, you should try acting sometime. Really? Yeah, I think yeah. So. All right, I'll try. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're great at it. Yeah. yeah. They just happen to be a natural and didn't even know they were good. Yeah, at yeah, it. Well, I you stepped know? into it and I was okay at it. Okay. So, right. <laughs> well, it continues to be career, okay at it. Right? So it's, it's, no, you're you're more than okay. You're you're, you're uh, both really good. Uh, you know. Uh, Brian, I'm a fan of your stuff. We're, we're both fans of the Wolverine. Oh, uh, thank you. Uh, and I that's just think that is a killer, really solid uh, a movie. But I also, I have a guilty pleasure of mine is Tokyo Drift. Ah, yeah. and I, I, thank yeah. you. Uh, yes. First off, I've always wanted to go to Japan. It's one of my, my dream trip to Japan. But you're the Drift King. I am. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it was an amazing, incredible experience, That especially that movie. We were so... Young and hungry at the time, and it got know. beat up for, for. I think because it just wasn't part of, of the uh, sequential total descendant of the first two. Yeah, but it kind of brought the franchise back yeah. into its existence, and now they've made seven others. So you're welcome. <laughs> just say. I think it's besides that, it probably has the, like the most, the hottest group of you know. There's the, the, the cast is pretty pretty pleasant looking in, in the and that and and then also. Is he flirting with me? The, I am. I'm, I'm hitting wow. but, Appreciate that. The car drifting is pretty amazing. Did you do it? it did you do any of that? Did I? No, no. I didn't. I mean, they have the best like yeah. professionals that they've done for like fifteen to twenty years drifting, and they Could do you just like try it and like smash into stuff. You know? I know. Well, I did. I, 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 of course, I, I tried it. And I did it terribly. Right? I pretended to drift. You, you know what's crazy is these guys in these cars can hit a mark, and for actors, a mark is like yeah. Not pivotal, maybe not for David, yeah. but you're supposed to <laughs> hit a mark so ground. that the camera kind of fixates on you so they can like pull focus yeah. and you can be in the clear. So you hit this mark and we do it on our legs and feet. Well, they, right? there's a scene but where, these guys can hit their mark in their car yeah, like better than I can walking. There's yeah. a scene where they're going. It's an elevated uh, parking garage, and, and it's the circle. They, you know, they're going up yes. and up and up. And I'm yes. like, is that is that CGI? Are they really doing that? It's pretty wild. Well, when I was in the car, they didn't. <laughs> they had a pulley doing it. But okay, yeah, the yeah. other cut of it, like Reese Millen, really did that. Yeah, it was the most amazing thing I've it's, ever it's, seen. It's pretty wild stuff. So you're on uh, these 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 shows are. 
I think for an actor, it's the closest impression. He says it's like a, to like a, a nine to five or whatever. You, you have a set, you have a set gig. It's a good gig. You have a, a good ensemble, um, and it, it's got to be. I mean, are you are you seeing each other often, even though you're on you know different shows? Or I mean, are you on the different? Are you on the same lot? How does it work? Oh yeah, we all we all work side by side. I mean, yeah. we we don't see each other all the time, but like we there was something about. Uh, we all got, most everybody was from various different locations, and we got brought to Chicago. And you and vote, we, we vote cling vote. to each other. We were like, oh, do you? yeah. Yeah, because Chicago's a little scary. <laughs> and um, so I'm, we I'm getting like, that impression. Together. Hey, you know, and then, but we, we've been really, all the shows, we haven't any, you know, usually when you're uh, on various shows, there's I, 75% of the time, there's one big raging. A hole, and uh, you know, and you just go like they just they just can ruin the pot, right? But we haven't had that, and no. we had a couple people that popped in on our show that didn't fit, and they like they just burned like Wolf was like burn them and get them out, really? <laughs> oh yeah. So so when they let me ask you, bad like he was like half. They wanted to take his whole face, and his agent was like, you can't have his whole face, you can have half. So we melted half of this guy's face. That's what the agent argues for. How much yeah, the face so can? Yeah, face with Dick Wolf, that's all. You get. <laughs> yeah. so, so, do they have like a stack, like 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 cordwood, like of of fake burned bodies and stuff? Because you're you're always dealing with all sorts of horrible things that are going and, on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. body I mean, parts. Body parts yeah, exactly. Bunch of bodies just kind of laying around, yeah. filling ha- certain beds. And how are you with the medical jargon? Is I'm it? I'm I think I'm pretty good. You're Some really of good. it is You're like really starting good. to be a little secondhand because you know medical jargon is a certain kind of dialogue and language, but you t- you tend to repeat right. certain things. So right. over the course of the years, I've gotten better and better and better. Do you life. do you both start to believe as you start to do these different things that I think I could do? I think I could do a tracheotomy. Or I oh yeah, I'm so, I'm a doctor. <laughs> you tried to trach me when I came in. Yeah, <laughs> I, I needed a little more practice. So I knew they tried to trach. I was really. thinking that was a trach tool though. <laughs> <laughs> it was. That's right. I just MacGyver certain things. Sure. That's how much I've evolved as or a doctor. Sunglasses. He tried to trick me with sunglasses. He was feeling in character. Listen, you have to do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. You you were in, uh, uh, David, you were in a movie that I've always tried to tell people to watch, and I think it's freaky and cool, The, the Mothman Prophecies. Yeah, it was With fun. Richard Gere. Yeah. And it's based on this urban legend. Yes, that, in Pennsylvania, I think, right? No, I think it's Virginia. Okay, yeah. there you go. So, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Great experience, right. huh, David? That's right a great, that. memorable experience for you. That was not you. a Google thing for you. <laughs> How does he know that? I, 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 that. I watched the like, movie. Virginia. No, no. Virginia, David. As, as you, as you were, <laughs> it looked like Pennsylvania. I don't know. It came out of a stupid. Did you believe any of that? Because it, it's such a weird, wild so urban legend. Butterfly. Listen, I'll tell you this. I, I'm a bad. I got that job, and I didn't. I didn't read the script, and uh, and I didn't get a lot of work back. Oh, I know. It's in Pennsylvania. So the, so the guy calls. The guy calls me up, and he's like, "Hi, Dave. I can bring." And I'm like, "Hey, yeah. This is um." Mark, Mark something. Yeah. I go, hey, Mark, and I think it's like a the production guy. And I'm like, yeah, so listen, we're going to come out. And he goes, so um, what do you think about the character, you know, and his, his his lover and his, you know, his gay relationship? And I was like, I didn't even know the guy was gay. <laughs> so I was like, I said, well, you know, whatever you want, but I'm going to play him the way I played him. So I, either I, he thought it was really gay or he liked the way I was gay. But he goes, well, we don't know if we're going to make him gay. And I was like, or keep him gay. And I said, whatever you guys want to do. I was like, I, I don't know. know. You want the job. And I said, but it's really nice. Talk. He goes, I said, I said, what do you do on the show? He goes, I'm the director. <laughs> and I didn't even know the guy was a director. On wow. the so, you know, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts. <laughs> Let me. No, yeah. no problem. So, 
I'll, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you, as, as an actor coming up, because you see some of these, like, commercials on TV, and I, and sometimes, you know, when, when I see somebody doing a commercial for, like, incontinence or, yeah. or something like that. That was me. <laughs> I'm wearing a diaper right now. We call them, they're not the pens, we call them peds. Yeah. yeah. Hey, David, uh, if, it, if it makes you feel any better, it was shot in Pennsylvania. Oh, well, there you go. Wow. There you go. See? Yeah. 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 Pittsburgh. Yeah, right outside yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. So now, now, now you feel better. Yeah. It's well, all done. gone. It's all gone. <laughs> but anyway, so, so you, you're listen. You, you're working for a part, and and, you, and so you're, you're going to take commercials or whatever. Yeah. It, was there ever anything that in your mind you're like, no, I will never do a commercial for erectile dysfunction or? Oh no, I'd be all over that if I get the freebies <laughs> out of that. Oh, and the female actresses in those commercials are so hot. Super Absolutely. Hot. Yes. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a client and a user. Or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and a user. No, I'm fine with that stuff. Yeah. No. Uh, I can't do what Brian does. Like, I can't do, I would never take a job as a doctor because I would just be like, the the flooring needs to be against the, the, the patola and it's smashed. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? I would not, I can't do what they do. Brian, do you, do you have any uh, complex jargon memorized that you, uh, you could rattle you, off I, easily? I, I don't. Give I, us your people best. People have asked me this all the time. And when I, Regurgitate. <laughs> there, there you go. Literally. That's a medical term. Regurgitate <laughs> yeah. certain dialogue from the medical field. I literally quickly have to forget it okay. and move on. It just you. it doesn't quite stick. As an so actor, you you're like your job is to remember and then quickly forget. But it's 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 wow. cool. I mean these and these shows are just they have a, such a loyal I, I, and amongst rescue workers and and all the you know yeah. the different you guys. I mean around Chicago must be. I, you must be fairly celebrated because it also it shines a light on these people who are heroes. I mean, we have the, the like the police here in Philadelphia have just gone through a, a tough time and they distinguish themselves, you know, incredibly. And, and the firefighters here are great. These are people that you know to have this light shown on them, you know, and and what they do is is amazing. Do you, do you get a lot of good positive feedback? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's what's important about these shows. Sincerely, yeah. is, yeah. is really kind of we 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 portray heroes. Yeah, the real heroes should get all the respect, the praise, and the rewards. Yeah. You know, we're just lucky enough to be a part of that kind of whole ensemble. Yeah, um, we've been we've been to work with the first responders. The stuff that they live through, the stuff that they see. We, I mean, I I I love what I, when when I when I spend time with the real Chicago firefighters, and we go for you know, we both have done. He's been in the trauma center at at, at um uh, what do they call it Stroger, which yeah. is Cook County, which is like the most the busiest uh, you know a trauma center in America. America yeah. I mean, wow, they, they, they wow. get it. Yeah, they, they get slammed. They run through you know in an incredibly humane way that they bring to their jobs and the firefighters. But this incredible trauma that you that, that wears on them. But they're also seasoned veterans and they've learned to navigate this land. And they take care of all of us. Yeah. You know, it's like if they're not yeah. there, you're dead. Yeah, and it's an it's a it's it's a humbling thing to see to absolutely. see what they do. They're amazing human beings, and we're privileged in Chicago because they're great human beings. And these cities, I mean, every city in America is great, but I gravitate to the working where I kind of come up from these working class cities, which is kind of my background. Yeah, people that like really do it, and they're not sentimental, and they they're hard working. They just go right at it. And, and they're not looking for the spotlight. They do not it because it no. it's the not job. Not at all. That's what distinguishes it. It's not yeah. for the. It's it's really my my, my both my brothers law enforcement and and yeah. um, you know uh, 
that my brother really, my younger brother really wants to make a difference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Absolutely. And then we get, I don't know what, you know, there may be a 1% of some, you know, yeah. nonsense that goes on. And then it gets shadowed into the first responders. And they'll do it with firefighters, you know, like the, they, somebody gets caught doing something and it's, and it's, and it gets run in the press. And it's unfortunate because 99% are the best people you'll ever yeah. meet in the world. Agreed. And, by the way, if you're just tuning in, uh, we have David Eigenberg from Chicago Fire and Brian T. from Chicago Med who are here. And I want to point out that Wednesdays is where it's returning. Yes, we were supposed to say all this. Wednesdays on <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you for saving me. September 25th, one night, one family, one Chicago. One Chicago. Yeah. We were supposed to say that, too. On NBC 10. Can I just say one, one night Chicago family fun one. You said it a lot better. How many seasons or how long have you been with the show and how many seasons have been running? Eight. We're eight. eight magical. And yeah, we're starting season five. They're starting. Off. Okay. Yeah. These you've co- been with the, you guys have been with them f- the since the beginning. Time. Oh yeah, that's awesome. There's only yeah. six of us from five. It's six from the original. Out yeah, of like twelve. We're, we're down to or, probably around the same six or six or seven too. Yeah. Kind of they they kill people. <laughs> but you know what though? The ones <laughs> that are happened, but yeah, but it, it, it's it, these things. These but shows. they don't kill people in radio. You guys don't know. <laughs> oh, they kill people. Oh, they kill. <laughs> they kill people in radio. We we've been killed off a few times. You know how you know how you get killed off in radio? A guy shows up with a suitcase full of music that's not the format you're currently playing. Right? <laughs> yeah, what's that? You, that's how you get killed. Yeah. We're going in a different direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the phrase you hear. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we get the different direction. Yeah, yeah. The, the different direction. Direction. universal phrase. Yeah, right, right. Right. a different direction. Yeah, not mine. Right. <laughs> Brian, okay. I wanted I wanted to ask about uh, you, you know your uh, connection to uh, you know the superhero is just massive. The, the entertainment is just off the charts as yeah. far as where you can get entertainment from that source material. You've been with uh, Marvel, Agents of Shield. We were talked about the Wolverine, um, Ninja and, Turtles, and, and Ninja Turtles. Yeah, as well. I believe so. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what was uh, Shredder, right? Was Shredder. Shredder. You were Shredder? Yeah. It was Shredder. I didn't see Shredder. the movie, so. Yeah. That's okay. Wow. <laughs> That's um, awesome. You should now. I, yeah, I have <laughs> to now. Yeah. But uh, the Wolverine, the Wolverine, or not the Wolverine, but um, um, Logan. Yes. Uh, the movie yeah. I was thinking about. Uh, they, they I, I loved the Wolverine. I thought Logan got really, really dark, but the Wolverine was uh, was a great movie because it was a, um, it was a personal story. Sure. It wasn't this. The world is going to explode. We got to figure out how to. Uh, we got to figure out how to stop that. As was the Wolverine. It was. It was. Yeah. It was. A, it was a condensed and allowed. Allowed that. That. That whole. That whole. Uh that whole experience must have been pretty wild because, I mean, the, the production for the Wolverine was, was I assume it was shot in Japan, yes? Uh, ha- well, I would say, like, uh, about a month in Japan okay. and maybe three months in Australia, actually, wow. where, really? where Hugh Jackman is from. Yeah, oh, there's yeah. a studio out there that we all kind of went out to shoot at, and it was an amazing, incredible experience. But all of these movies are giant, yeah. giant blockbuster movies with so, hundreds of millions of dollars. So given your, given your druthers as far as work goes, I mean, I'm sure those are a completely different experience than what you do on uh, Chicago Med. Yes. Uh, what, I- is there a preference uh, for one or the other? Well, of course I love Chicago Man. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's the greatest, greatest job I've ever had in my life. What are you talking about? I would never want to leave Chicago Med ever. No. So happy. <laughs> Just so great. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Justin, put me on the spot. Right, no, I, I, there, there's a... There's a uh, TV versus Definitely, movies. TV versus movies. I feel like is the, is the time capacity of it. Yeah. All. In, in in television, everything is done so fast. But yeah. 
I feel that the two are really kind of coming together. They especially are. Especially in this new age of television. The best I, movies are now being made on TV. Really? Yeah, yes. Because you, you, for your streaming services and for everything, and you're, you're getting, you, I mean, you guys, the production cost of what you guys do, you're making you're making a, like a mini movies yeah, every, every week. week. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And it, I feel like with the vent of, of technology kind of coming into frame and being able to do all these CGI things so quickly and so fast under budget, you know, now television shows are becoming small movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... I, so Kent, Kathy, can you like we're talking all this sci-fi stuff? I mean, you're uh, like, uh, can we talk about how cool I am and like the back in the, the Manolo Balanic days and the shoes and the dresses and those girls, sex you know? Because yeah. I know you were like crazy about that the way you were looking at me well, outside. You, you, you're like, you, oh my you God, it's Steve. Let's fashion. talk about Steve. All this cool Wolverine pack <laughs> shredder stuff. I know, cool, right? Yeah, you're dressed so, nice. Yeah, oh thanks. Nice. I love that word, nice. You look so nice. nice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I, well, I didn't. I didn't watch Sex in the City. That's so. the only bone you got for me. I didn't watch Sex in the City. Oh my god! Oh, wow. I know. Listen, oh, I just had this conversation with somebody over the weekend, and I Nick, said, did you watch it? Yeah. 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 You, you come, come on, you know, come on Nick. Let's talk about. Honestly, shoes. I'll tell you what about Sex <laughs> in the you, City. Please, I, yeah. I think that uh, the Carrie Bradshaw storyline was was good. I thought the uh, storyline from the supporting actresses yes. was better, and I, I found that the dynamic between you and Miranda was phenomenal. Oh my god! <laughs> See, yeah, I know, I know my. What I'm talking Thank about. Thank you, man. We Thank don't have to talk so about much. Wolverine. Yeah, we don't have to talk yeah. about Marvel. Yeah, look, there's a picture of me. Don't I look? Oh, wow. Whatever. You look I nice. Look, I kind of nice. see. That's much, picture. That's much better than Wolverine. <laughs> Wait, well, can I, let me ask you a question. Let me because this was the uh, I question. so awful. This was the I question forget. I had for the girl that I was talking to about yeah. it. Does it still stand up today? Like, can I go back and watch the whole series and it's still... Yes, you'll call me up when you, you <laughs> right, okay. give me my phone number. You call me. I'll talk right. to you. I'll talk to you like I talked to Miranda. <laughs> talk to me, Miranda. <laughs> you know, God, I can't believe it. This should because be a- I'm really, I'm thinking about going back and just just watching it. I never watched it. I never Please, for got... me, just watch me, all right? All it's right, residual. Okay. You know, Nick, can you give her the DVDs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have the whole uh, Blu-ray okay. collection. Right. Yeah. Got it on his, <laughs> on his Betamax. Now listen, I was, I was five years late on watching Breaking Bad, and it yeah. was awesome. And it was oh, so yeah. So the right? time, so skipping the time, you can dive right into a show like that and yeah. enjoy it. No, there are like 16-year-old girls. I'm going to call you afterwards. Please call me. I will. It's just like... You know. We'll have you well, back in so we can talk about You were so young. You were so young once. Like any great TV show, including the Chicago shows, I think the best part about Sex and the City... Thank was you the, for bringing Chicago I, back I, up. I, I, I know what I'm doing. The, uh, no, the, the dynamic, the writing is what what made Sex and the City so great. It's, it's not that uh, these girls are out drinking Manhattans every night or martinis yeah. or whatever the hell it was. that They were yeah. Cosmos. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marissa, Marissa watched yeah. 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 Marissa, hop up here. Yeah. Please grab my mic. Save me. Well... Brian, you, yes. you you know about you you were on great a great show called Zoe One Hundred One, right? <laughs> <laughs> Legendary, Legendary, show well, out you, of my sushi my rocks was book it? of of resume. <laughs> What was that? It was, the, uh, it was a Nickelodeon. It was a Nickelodeon show, show oh where God. I played the sushi I chef. You. No, you don't. Everyone remembers me from that show. <laughs> Oddly, I'll get now like what are they, twenty year olds, and be like, "Oh my God, I grew up on you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. watching That's Zoe One Hundred One. <laughs> They're rebooting sushi. Ro- are they, they really? They, are are with they her? better call me. <laughs> I'm a bit. Wait, no, I'm not available. <laughs> During hiatus, yeah, available. 
Just saying. <laughs> it's funny. Wow. She had to leave the show, you know, because she got pregnant, and that really... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hard yeah. Then we got knocked up. Yeah, so we got knocked up. That was 102. It was... Junior high kids. It was... Yeah. How old were you? Me? Yeah. Junior high? Really? Wow. No. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. You said no, I must have been, been in, in my twenties. Oh. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Were you playing like sixteen? Long time ago. No, 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 no. I Were you I a was, dad? Oddly, they had like a sushi restaurant on campus. <laughs> like what 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 junior high campus has a sushi restaurant? Well, is this is California? That, or? Yes, this is California. It was called but Sushi still, Rocks. It was right? called Sushi Rocks. <laughs> 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 were you? Did they? Did they go down that road? And they like, you were did. the sushi man. I was the sushi that man. That is so messed up. Picture. Come on, I had an accident. Wow, that's an amazing. Oh, you had an accident. Oh yeah. No, no don't oh, ask they me made to you do it. Oh, that's so horrible. Do it. I won't. I won't ask yeah. you. Come on. Oddly, it was a it was a Swedish accent. Which yes, it was. Oddly, it was a great thing. One of the best characters I've ever played. Swedish accent in all. Oh, wow. Fantastic! Well, look now you're on a juggernaut in television. You're on the—I yeah. mean, the Chicago yes. the group of shows is just uh, is, is doing great. Yeah. I have to admit, I, like I'll jump in for like a lot of the special ones, and they'll get you with the tease. I, there's a lot of TV to watch, sure. Uh, with the with, you know the, the, the all the public <laughs> works of Chicago, but uh, there, it, it's always good stuff, and it's it's always um, you know. Uh, you jump right in. You can pick up the characters and and, yeah. and 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 run. So you know what I love about our our series, not just because David is in it. Um, <laughs> it's it, you know we talked about the Wolverine and, yeah. and and Marvel and all of these things creating these whole universes and multiple movies, Fast right. and the Furious franchises, and that's what Dick Wolf has created. Yeah, he's created like three separate solid shows and put them into one entire universe, and no one's ever done that in the history of television. And shows that run for so long. Yeah, unless you get unless you get your burn notice that you you know yeah. you you but you you're you're good to go right yeah. yeah so it's cool well congratulations on yeah. that yeah thank, thank you. you and 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 so the event is well the, the it starts Wednesday September 25th so that's uh <laughs> day after or wait uh, just yeah yeah September 25th yeah. I want to make sure I had the right month so Wednesday September 25th you're going to be able to find the Chicago shows on one night on Wednesdays and it will be Chicago Med from 8 to 9 Chicago Fire from 9 to 10 Chicago PD on from 10 so 11 here locally, that's on NBC 10. So that's awesome. Preston, you just saved promoting. my job. You <laughs> saved my career. Can I have I, your phone number, too? <laughs> I'll start watching Sex in the City, man. You guys, you guys have some wine. You'll get together. Oh, good. Thank you. Great. You'll do it. You'll come uh, by yeah. the bar, whatever that was called. I'm always a bartender wherever mm-hmm. I go, and I, I can't. You've, I can't. You've, got, you've got a bartender-type vibe to you. Yeah, I guess you, you, so. You're, you're, you got a, you're immediately likable, and I think yep. you have that, you know, and then there you go. I think the yeah. Wolverine would show up at your bar, too. So yeah, probably. Probably. <laughs> You guys, were I'm, you Wolverine? No, he was no. not oh, Wolverine. No. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> no. Hugh, you played Hugh Jackman? No. <laughs> Several times, actually. What? Oh. Oddly, oddly on Zoe 101, I, I played Hugh Jackman in a sushi shoot. <laughs> oh, my God. You actually, guys... it wasn't. I actually had an Australian accent. Oh, you had an Australian, Australian accent? Yes, in Zoe 101, hence the reference really to Hugh did. Jackman. Yes, David. Wow. Yes, this is all for real. Come on, this all really happened. God, I don't know anything uh, anymore. You guys I'm, are I'm a shot. One of those actors just shot. 
What show are we doing today? <laughs> what am I like? Yeah, the Sony. Wolfman Prophecies, Pennsylvania. Yeah, there you go, the Wolfman. The Wolfman. Wolf <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> the Wolfman Prophecies. Dick Wolf. Thank you yeah, for Dick caring. Wolf. Yeah. You guys are the best. Thank you guys you. are really wonderful. You really are. You guys Thank are you awesome. Thank you for putting us up yeah, for... Thank you so much. Can we stay someplace tonight? Because <laughs> my flight's not till tomorrow morning. <laughs> and um, They're we'll not get... covering your hotel. They don't give you anything like a, like a per diem? Or at least they give you per diem in the hotel. Oh, okay. And you can't do stuff that you want to do in the hotel because that, you know... That might be better in your case, though. That you're not you're not left to your own, you know, devices. devices. No, right? I'd rather have the cash. Let me go out. Because <laughs> I've never gotten arrested on the street, you know. Like, no, it's always inside. But there's a digital record of what you do in those hotels. Like, somebody can out you, you know. You yeah. get caught, like, what were you watching? And I could be, I watched some, you know. Massive meaty men. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't want, you know, I mean, it's all good, but, you know. You gotta be, you gotta be. Kathy's just staring it's at me. It's repeats of Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know I'm watching my own it's show. On I, loop. I never watched That's that all he does. show. On loop. I didn't, that show was, that was a weird show. <laughs> it really oh was. God. It was a weird show. I didn't, I didn't really get it. Well. I was like, chicks and shoes and <laughs> And everyone goes, oh, women really talk like that. No, they don't. I, I no, know. they don't. I know Hang a lot out of, with guys. I know a lot of guys. women who would agree with you. Like, like my, even my wife would watch periodic, and she enjoyed it. But she said, I, yeah. don't know, I don't know anybody like no. this. My <laughs> wife was in the army, and she hung out with guys. She would go with guys, you know, but like, and I can't do any of that yeah. stuff on here. I really want to. <laughs> but um, uh, I'm not going. But they, I go, yeah, hey, I don't really. I mean, when guys get to, if they did a real sex in the city for guys, it would be awful. Yeah, it yeah. would just be so. Like, I hated, ex- except for you. I hated the guy, like the the Mister Big character. It was, it was kind of annoying that that whole thing. And Did I, anybody ever say to you, "You're my Steve, Steve"? <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I never got that. <laughs> I get women to go like, "This is my Steve," and I'm like. <laughs> okay, you know, they're kind of weird. I, I, I usually just I just get restraining orders. That's my thing. <laughs> wow. All right, All right. Wednesday, September twenty fifth. That's when it happens. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank for you. Chicago crew. Thank you, uh, David and Brian, for both being on this morning. We are going to take a quick break. We'll come back in a moment. What's new? Why do you ask? Dirty honey. Shine down. My monsters are real. Ghost. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Our next guests are here to promote a film called uh, Britney Runs a Marathon. It's about a woman who who gets her life together. So I think it's only obvious that we play a song about a dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, to to begin the interview, the Walk the Dinosaur is what we're going to play. Uh, I'll explain in a moment. But we want to welcome the writer and producer and stars of the film here. We have Paul Downs. And please, I'm going to butcher your last no, name. No, but try it. All right. So I would say uh, Kalezo. Yeah, all right. Kalezo. Kalezo. And Jillian Bell. Yay! Butchered my name. The easy one he screws up. So we had a lengthy conversation about this song, Walk the Dinosaur. Yeah. And I guess, Paul, you've never heard this song in your life? No, I mean, I probably blocked it out. How do you block it out? I'm sure it was associated with tons of childhood trauma. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. In therapy, this comes up, I'm sure. Don was. One of the first questions they asked us, they're like, you ever heard of that song? 
Walk the Dinosaur? <laughs> yeah, sure. But these we are my kind of guests that do that. Oh, my yeah. God. I can't believe you know that song. But Jillian, you had brought it up. I love that song and Theodore, <clears throat> excuse me, Theodore Rex. And Paul had never heard of Theodore Rex or the song. I was wow. watching the trailer to Theodore Rex just outside, and Whoopi Goldberg gets paired with a dinosaur, and that is a movie I'm going <laughs> to there's, there's a lot of physical comedy, a lot of tail comedy. Sure. Yeah, yes. Getting in the way, knocking yeah. things over. Oh, oh, no, he knocked over a vase again. <laughs> in one scene, he steals cookies, and he can't eat them because he's a fake dinosaur, so he just throws them over his shoulder. <laughs> he, right, he doesn't have the arm length to hit his yeah, mouth. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It's, all, it's all rooted in science. Yeah. But, the, uh, but Jillian, I have to tell you, as you came in, I'm a massive a fan of yours. Oh, I, I just you. think you're a nuclear talent. Your improvisational stuff is great. And everything you're one of these people, and we all talk about people when we see they're in the cast. I'm like, I'm on board. Mm-hmm. But oh. you're, you your improvisational abilities, you you started doing improv at like eight? Yes, eight years old. And you were actually in classes at, at eight. I was. My parents I think wanted to get rid of me for a good solid <laughs> hour. But I think that that is a an incredible training ground for you know I, I did stand up a little while and did some improvisational stuff and 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 being able to just think on your feet or also just to respond and comedically act it, it's it's uh, has to be, have been a blessing in your life it's to have that. very helpful yeah. it's a good tool especially for comedies nowadays because everybody usually most comedies they want us to improvise um most most movies i've done they'll say let's do it as is and then we'll do 18 takes of whatever you want and so you just kind of got to go with it it's because i've shown your 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 22 jump street <laughs> Rapid fire list of insults uh, is just is just great, you know. And I sh- I'll show that to people all the time. And and it's funny because now there's like a a YouTube hole you can fall down. That's all that sort of additional stuff that usually ends up on Blu-ray, you know, where they're they're they're, they're riffing lines improvisation. Oh, I, I would love to watch that. I like watching bloopers when I'm when yeah. I'm in a blue mood. I love um, it's always sunny bloopers. Those oh are my, my favorite. god, oh, we dude, just so yes, we, we were just talking <laughs> about that, and and there's there's something about that that that's extraordinary. But we want to talk about the movie. Which I think is very um, is is kind of cool because um, there are a couple uh, issues that I think are addressed in it. You're you're a woman who's um, her life is not really going where she wants it to go. Looking for some direction, and and explain the, the genesis of your character. She's sort of stuck, you yeah. know, um, where we've all been. Where it's sort of like, uh, how do I move forward? Right. Um, if your career's not going well, if if you know you haven't found the right person, wh- whatever it may be, and she sort of figures. Well, how can I do something for myself? And she starts to uh, to run, and then she sets this huge, almost seemingly impossible goal of running the New York City Marathon. We've known people, a number of people who've done this, and even who have shocked us, who who will run. Um, we, a friend of ours, a comedian friend of ours, Burke Kreischer. <laughs> uh, he, you know, he's he's a guy who just out of the blue starts doing these running these races and Ironman things. It just, I want to try this. I want to do this. Incredible what you can push your body to do. Right. So, so. Part of the character's transformation is is you know getting into shape. You were not asked to do this, but you you took it upon yourself to do it as well and, and drop some weight, correct? Yeah, I lost forty pounds for the role. Wow, uh, on my own. Yeah, like you said, they didn't ask me to do that, but I sort of thought it would connect me to the character better. There were some things in the script that I thought, oh, this is me. You yeah. know, I I identify with this woman wholeheartedly, and there were other parts where I just thought, I don't know why she's doing that. I've never gone through that before, right. and I thought. If I go on this physical journey, it'll help the emotional journey. You know, it's a, it's a funny thing, though. As as you start to do stuff like that, and, and I think you guys are, are addressing it as, as well as that, a lot of times people who you would assume would support you start to like... What what is this about? Well, it's interesting. Yeah, and and the and the film talks about that too, like yeah. toxic friendships or relationships, and and how you can 
sort of start to see who's in your corner. And they, you sort of get under, and it's, I guess we've all done it at some point or not. I don't know if it's, if, if it's born of jealousy or whatever, whatever it is. And it's, it's a human thing, but it, it does, you know, it does start to happen if someone's doing well on a, on a, on a weight loss program or they're doing something with, you know, exercise or getting their life around it. Maybe it makes people feel maybe I'm not doing enough. And so they tend to respond Less than supportively. It's interesting when you start to change your life in any matter. Right. And if you see if your friends root you on or if they go against it, some people don't like change like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, Paul, the, 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 the basis of this story comes from reality, yes? Yeah, I was living, I was in my mid-20s living with my best friend, Brittany, who is not Brittany Forgler, who Jillian plays, but right. is inspired, Brittany Forgler is inspired by Brittany O'Neill, and she was just the funniest person I'd ever met. She made herself the butt of a joke. She was just always willing to be humiliated and have a good time and sort of like we all were, but she wasn't going, her life wasn't headed in the direction she wanted it to be headed and she had to figure out how she could get on a path that she was proud of and she's we were living together and she went for her first run and i thought this is a movie and i started outlining it it's funny because when you find that one foundational thing like that you know that one thing that you do you can build on that and do other things and it sort of helps get your life in order but that like for example i'm sure the character britney if if running that thing fell out of her life everything else would start to fall into disarray her, but you just need that one thing. Yeah, for her, is about setting goals and pushing yourself and testing yourself to see how far you can go in a certain area. And then that comes after that, you start feeling pride and you start feeling hope and you start yeah. allowing yourself to dream. And that takes place in all areas of your life. Everything it, falls into place. It's a simple thing, but it's 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 hard to do it. It's hard with anything like this. And there's complications that we don't always talk about in transformation stories. There's yeah. an emotional journey there. And... And sometimes you can struggle internally, and and I think that 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 most transformation stories don't hit on. That's what they're. They, they, by the way, it's getting great critical reviews, and it's Thank it's you. it's doing very well. And, and and they comment on that because a lot of times, no matter how earnest the movie tries to be, they'll Hollywoodize it, and it'll oh my god, they just nailed it. And, and so you know, something that resonates a little bit more truthfully is is this approach because it's it's not always cut and dry. So let me ask you: Do you? Do you yourself, uh, were you enamored now of of, of running or? Um, I do enjoy it, yeah. actually. At first, I was very nervous to start <laughs> running. And it, it's a vulnerable thing. Do you feel you that think? everyone's looking at you when you do it? Yep. Uh, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, but, yeah. I, but I was doing it in my neighborhood. So okay. everybody's kind of keeping to themselves there. But, right. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's hard to start something that you don't know if you'll be good at and, and – um, I was definitely starting from scratch. I looked up on Pinterest how to start running. I looked wow. up this thing that said couch to 5K, and it just started. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, I know that. Yeah, just informed me how to do the first steps, and that's what this movie was about, like baby steps, those first steps to push yourself towards uh, towards your dreams. Paul, uh, Jillian mentions trying something that you're not sure if you're good at or not. This, is this your only time directing or first yeah, yeah, time directing? first time I ever directed. And that's the funny thing is, you know, Jillian and I, when we first met, talked talk about this movie. She had never done a dramatic leading role before, and I had never directed anything before. And so we were both sort of looking at each other, placing bets on each other, thinking, <laughs> can we do this together? And so we really... It, part of, I think, what drove both of us to do as well as we could in this process was making sure we didn't let the other one down. Mm. But but it's it's funny because uh, you can there's humor obviously in, inherent to this to this anybody who goes through a transformation of this kind, especially on the earlier part of your life where you're finding out that you're or before the journey, as you say, think <laughs> the way you're living is not the the, the best, and and uh, and and so that's part of it. But that makes the um, 
the heartfelt part of it resonate more, you know, if, if you can connect. Because I find that I think we can all connect to someone who's a little, you know, self-deprecating. And, and it's easier, you know, sometimes it, when, when someone starts, if you already had somebody who was just, you know, a, a marathon runner to begin with, it'd be like, well, this is... People can't relate to that they journey. Can't, they can't relate to that. They can mm-hmm. relate to... Um, Having trouble, struggling to make that first step towards anything. The right. marathon is symbolic. It's it can daunting. Be anything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jillian, in the first part of the trailer, uh, you look terrible, <laughs> and and it's not just I your... look terrible. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's hurtful. By the end, no, no, no. By the end of the trailer, you look phenomenal, and you look like you you. you but it's not just your your uh, your body. It's the hair is bad, the skin is bad. It just seems like when you go through um, the transformation throughout, it's two and a half minutes of a trailer. So I haven't seen the full movie yet, but it seems like they took time to make sure that uh, you were uncomfortable in your skin at the beginning of the movie, not only physically, but emotionally and, and dealing with this this person who wasn't going anywhere. I think that they, they took that and made it physical as well. Is that is that true or am I misreading uh, it? No, I mean, I think there were certain things that, you know, were different about her looks from the beginning of the film to the end, but I I know what you're talking about. Like, the skin is a little bit, like, she's dehydrated. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and um, I mean, I thought her hair was great, but sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and, her, and her body is what I looked like when I first got the script. And uh, and then I I lost the weight to, to, to go through that journey, and as soon as I was done with it, I sort of wanted... To figure out for me now, now who do I want to be and how do I feel comfortable in my own body? And it's a beautiful conversation. It's all a part of the conversation, and I wanted to experience it from top to yeah. end because it was. It, it's important. It's important that I went through that so that I could speak to that experience. Have you guys ever gone to the doctor? Because I'm I'm speaking off the the trailer as well, where they've uh, they've sat you down. Uh, okay, here's some stuff we got to change. Yes, here's some <laughs> things. Here's some things, and and, and you start telling. You know, what your lifestyle is like, and you're like, wow, I didn't know I was doing all this wrong stuff. And it's it's a lot to take in. It's it's a it's a lot to consider and and changing your life is no easy step, you know? It's a it's a bit of a harsh wake up call. Yeah, because I've I've certainly had it a, a couple of times. I have lost, too. A, a, he just lost a whole bunch of weight, Preston himself. How, how much did you take off, Preston? This time, the, like forty yeah. pounds. Yeah, yeah, was about yeah. forty pounds. I just did that on my own. But years and years ago, I was like you know seventy pounds overweight. It was ridiculous. And the doctor's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you some stuff you don't want to hear, but this is what we got to do. And I was able to get it together. So this story, this type of story really speaks to me. And I think to a lot of people. That's the thing we re- figured out while we were doing this is we were thought we were telling a story about people in their 20s who were trying to get their life in order and find their way into adulthood. And it turns out everyone always is trying to figure out what their life is and trying to get on the right foot and trying their, try to find their path and their footing. So it seems, as we've been showing this across the country, that people of all ages, of all genders, of all types are relating to, to the character. And it need yeah. not be about a marathon, though. As you said, it's an to anything, any yeah. decision right. in life. So, so when you you started, um, you were at the Groundlings for a while, yes. and, and then you you were a writer for SNL. I think you were sharing yes. an office with Kristen Wiig. Was that the, the case, or are you writing together? I with wasn't, her? but I wrote with her a lot. Okay, yeah, and we so, had similar senses of humor. Weird, off. <laughs> but, uh, How close to your characters are you actually? Um, uh, I'm. I'm. I won't lie. I'm not. A, I'm not exactly like my character on Workaholics, but I, she's in there a little bit. 
Uh, I'm an odd lady. That's a great I character. enjoy, yeah. you know, dinosaur songs and <laughs> bats. Before and... this yeah. movie, Jillian did a movie where she pooped her pants. Yes. Are you like her? <laughs> oh, that's like my real life. Like, that's how I met Utkar. She's in the film. Uh, he was in Game Over Man. He had like a real part. And then I came in to do just like a funny cameo. And But my character, oh, I can't curse on this. Right? No, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. But I will just say she messes her pants. Yeah, she craps her pants. Yeah. 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 And she did method for that, too. I did yeah. full-on method. You have to. Through that experience hey, Brando would have, so yeah. that's all that matters. I had a lot of bean sandwiches. <laughs> Don't think it's a thing? Look it up. <laughs> have you done, you've done uh, voiceover stuff for, right? For I have. Uh, you were on Gravity Falls, of... right? Yes. Yeah, that was a great Ooh, show. Gravity Falls. Yeah. And uh, because I, I'm just listening to the sound of your voice, and you'd be perfect for, uh, you know, doing Disney work and Thank stuff like you. that. Thank you. I'm on a show that's coming out called Bless the Hearts. It's coming on after The Simpsons. They've been they've been advertising the hell out of it. It looks really good. Is that Is like, it? oh, bless your heart? Yeah. Like yes. that? yeah. It's yes. what you say when you think someone's okay. stupid, but you don't want to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. So now that we have you here in the studio, we have had um, so many of 22 Jump Street in our studio, and ex- I'm excited to have you here. We've had Jonah Hill here. Channing Tatum, Wonderful. Wyatt Russell, Jillian Bell, Ice Cube, and the Lucas Brothers. <laughs> I've worked with Ice Cube twice now. Can yeah. you believe that? Yeah, well, the best friend. Fist fight. So that was uh, that was uh, with Charlie Day, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Which, had Charlie Day in the studio. Yeah. So it's all Tonto, my friends. El Tonto friends. comes out later this year, right? You're going to be in El Tonto with Charlie Day. I am. Yeah. And we just had Aaron Scotty, who's one of the producers. He's from this area. He's he's in from uh, Concha. Oh, and Circle of Life. Yeah, yeah. I just talked to Charlie about El Tonto, and he's so excited about how it turned out. I can't wait to see it. So, I, I mean, your career at this point is you're 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 becoming you know one of those people that that like is a go to, and and so. With the performing and stuff, do you still get a chance, besides improvisationally, do you still get a chance to write, or are you... I am. I'm okay. writing right now. I'm writing a movie. Right oh, okay. now I'm, I'm working on the rewrite. Not, right. a, not in this very moment, but... Um, <laughs> That's what if I was? What if I had a computer yeah. next yeah. to me? You're like Dr. Like, Manhattan in And the I'm just like, exterior, <laughs> Don't radio <talk> building. <laughs> Well, semi-built radio building yeah. at this point. So. <laughs> Anytime we ask you a question, just hold up one finger. Yeah, on, I go, hang, hang on. on, I got a joke. That's a great line, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm writing something right now. That's very so cool. Who is this one? We're both writing. We're both writing. So now that you get you get your first movie out of the gate, gets yeah. this kind of attention, you know, we, we always think that there's just an onslaught of, of uh, stuff coming your way. Does that happen, or is it? Or you're still in the... Word getting out stage and... It's sort of both. We were talking about that on the way in, you know, reading scripts and trying to figure out what's next, but I'm working on my own script that's very different than than this one, so hopefully I'll be done with that one soon, too. Hey, when does the actual uh, New York City Marathon November. take place? November? Yeah. yeah Did you so guys shoot at it? We shot at the actual New York City Marathon. Okay. In 2017. In 2017, <clears throat> and it was on daylight savings time, so I think a bunch of the day that you change your clock, so I think people... People were oh, an hour that's late. terrible! Yeah. Oh, no. oh my god! Wow. Dude. I know, but it was really a magical experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, Unreal. we were we we shot. I don't want to give too much away, but we shot uh, parts of the race, and we used their equipment, and we, uh, you know, there are fifty thousand people there. Well, well that, that makes see, it good. Did you see any of the legendary moments where people have to like you know pee outside, or uh, you know their nipples were bleeding? I mean, it well, could there get was a lot of that. Yeah. Really? Well, I didn't even. That notice. is the unattractive part for, yeah. for me. The 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 <laughs> the, the defecating on people. 
people's yeah. lawns and uh, all of that but stuff, are, which is part and parcel of the whole thing. There right? are volunteers who are just on the sidelines to Vaseline your legs. Yeah. So really? That's their job. Yeah, and, and some What major city doesn't have that anyway? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> all year. And their ca- these men, these muscle men, their calves were coming through, their muscles were coming through their skin. And oh, yeah. my god! It was really, it's really an You're not supposed thing. to run that far. That's, that's why. That's right, that's right. You're, no, you're not supposed <laughs> to. That's right. All right, so I want to ask you, as you you're chronicling Britney's life. Is she aware of this? And was she? And if she was, was she okay with it? So it waited a few months. Okay. And I said to her, we were on our couch, and I said, you know, I'm not sure if I should tell you this, but I'm writing a movie about you. Hmm. That's awesome. And she said, what's it called? And I said, it's called Britney Runs a Marathon. And Twelve said, Years of Slavery. <laughs> oh man. Uh, she said, uh, uh, I said, what's she said? What's it called? I said, it's called Britney Runs a Marathon. She said, how fast does she run it in? <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I talked to her about the themes of it, but her her goal in real life was to go under four hours, which is like a real impressive wow yeah. because i just know as somebody who is who's had their struggles in life with whether it be uh smoking cigarettes or you know drinking or um weight because i've i've gained and lost weight many many times when you sort of enter into this area of like trying to quit or trying to get started with running you don't want to tell anybody because yeah failure is a real possibility it's yeah. a very very big possibility so like you know the times that i've quit smoking it's like i'm not going to say anything until maybe like a month in right you know I, I haven't drank in seven and a half years. I I didn't say anything on the air until I had my seven year anniversary. Like you know what wow. I mean? Like I just wow. you just sort of like you know. So yeah, you want to bury it? Yeah, you know, just in case you fail. Just in case you it, fail. It, it's a, it's a, it's a built. Well, other people will use it the other way. They'll tell everyone because they figure they'll be shamed if they if, yeah. they, if they do it. That it's, never it's, it's, But it's your personal mechanism. Yeah. You know, it's, it's what yeah. you, you do. Yeah, totally. I'm real Brittany. Her first run, she was a biker, and even when we fell out of touch, I would see a whiz go by in a business coat, and I would think, oh, that was. <laughs> Brittany, but she would. She went for her first run. It was two miles on a treadmill at the gym. Wow! And yeah, and she really like impressed herself. And seeing her come home and feel that pride and feel that hope was really exciting. That's awesome. I, I love that they didn't make you know like nobody that you just did it on your own for the weight loss because that's you know that's. That, yeah, it's not a, the that, message of the film. It's not the message of the film. Right. Yeah, it's not, yeah. It's not really about that. It's, it's not. It's, it's a hook to get the audience yeah. to understand what the impetus is for this character's journey. But really, we're telling a human story about someone who's just trying to do better. Yeah. Awesome. I think a lot of people are trying to do that. So uh, it's going to be opening up here in Philadelphia on August 30th. So you'll want to go see it. Brittany Runs a Marathon is the name of the movie. Hey, good luck with this, guys. Thank, Thank you, you thanks so for coming. much. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, when we were thrilled. <laughs> Brittany runs a marathon. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Hey, does anybody know if the Duke's coming back today or do we have Jackie Bam Bam in one more time? Is he doing his, he, sometimes the Duke will do the additional day. Yeah. I but know. I have not heard anything about that. I think Jackie said on Friday that that was his last day doing middays, but that doesn't necessarily mean that Pierre's back today. Hmm. I don't know. Okay, we'll Text find him. out. It'll be a mystery to... Wait, oh. Hey, Brent Porsche's here! Oh, it looks like we get one more day before Pierre comes back, but you will get the distinct pleasure of hanging out with one Mr. Brent Porsche, who is smooth as silk on the radio. What's he uh, doing so here now? He'll be coming in a little bit. He's, he's, supposed to, he's doing prep he's work. supposed to get here about 10.30. He's... He's doing, he's doing what he should be doing. Yeah. He's getting here to get ready for his radio program. All right, we have uh, the bizarre file to get to, so let's go. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre File. 
All right, brought to you this morning by uh, Bridgeport Speedway. Monster Truck Throwdown is back at Bridgeport Speedway in Swedesboro, New Jersey. It's September 14th and 15th. You can visit VP Speedway. Dot com. Did I say BP or VP? I said you said VP. Okay, bpspeedway.com for tickets and information. So the mystery surrounding the nuclear Russian accident keeps getting weirder and weirder. An explosion at a Russian naval site, test site has the world scratching their heads as the incident caused radiation detectors to briefly spike. Even more so, the August, the August 8th incident on a platform in the White Sea has been uh, barely discussed by Russian officials, with most details trickling down from conflicting stories or being leaked. Well, the word is at least seven individuals are dead from the incident, and that was described as an accident involving an isotope power source for a liquid-fueled rocket engine. However... And an even stranger turns of a turn of events, a doctor who treated the survivors was informed that the radioactive isotope cesium-137 made its way into their bodies due to Fukushima crabs. Fukushima crabs. That is right. That's how it happened. Yep, it was from... Yes, I'd like some Fukushima crabs, please. Basically, the local health ministry has blamed the recent spike in short-term radiation on bad seafood. It's Fukushima crab week at St. Petersburg Red Lobster. Officials stated... Cesium-137 has the feature of accumulating in fish, mushrooms, leachins, algae. Uh, with a certain degree of probability, we can assume that this element got into the human body through the products of food. Of course. Uh, and somehow or another, I guess they came from Fukushima. I don't know. Listen, you saw the amount of candor that occurred around Chernobyl. Why yeah. would they lie? In another odd turn of events, an investigative outlet claims that uh, health officials told the doctor the cesium-137 detective was likely related to a recent vacation in Thailand. <laughs> okay. Pay no attention to 200-foot glowing gorilla. Yep. Uh, a Massachusetts man sparked a fire on his family's home roof last week as he was trying to get rid of a pesky hornet's nest by using a Roman candle. Yet again. Yeah. Dave Schmiedup. First. Dave Schmiedup. The old Schmeadster first tried using Raid. What's that jackass doing up there? But that didn't work, so he decided to use fireworks Where instead. you go with that Roman candle? A video taken by his brother Matthew shows Dave firing three shots towards the hornet's nest uh, in a corner of the roof of the third floor of their home. Uh, his first three shots missed, but the fourth one hit its target, and the hornet's nest went up in flames. Matthew posted the video to Twitter, writing this was not the best way to take down a hornet's nest. And someone could be heard saying in the video, wait, stop, there's a fire. <laughs> if, and then it said the nest went up immediately. The nests attend. Now, in all these stories that you've reported where people do this, the nests do seem, do seem to be extraordinarily combustible. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're full of wax. They're thin as paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, this is, uh, this is a hornet's nest. Oh, a hornet. Nest. Okay, so yeah. This yeah. Wasn't, uh, this wasn't the, these were bees. Were like bees. They were hornets. Yes. Uh, so he then went upstairs and put the fire out with an extinguisher. Dave can be seen in the video leaning out of the window with a fire extinguisher in his hands. The roof suffered minimal damage. I'm some, sorry. Some boards were burned up, and now there's a small hole in the house. <laughs> he did say, though, I did get rid of those bees, <laughs> so I would say mission accomplished. Of course. Mm-hmm. In his warped mind, yes. A man apparently upset with his children for not getting out of bed to go to church now faces criminal charges for assaulting them with a guitar. Uh, Lameda Tepamumania. Was he hitting them, or was he yeah. playing... Uh, 
like old uh, old Beach Boy songs. No, no, he he hit him with it. Uh, Lamechia Tapamumania uh, was charged. Sounds like a festival with child abuse. Fourteen-year-old uh, boy was asleep in bed, uh, so he. Oh, his last name is Sa. Oh, okay. Tupamania, whatever is his middle name. So yeah, now, anyway. now I know who he so is. So Sa yeah. tried to wake him up for church. The charge states the boy decided to go back to bed, not uh-huh. get ready for church. Yeah. Sa became upset by this and picked up a guitar and attempted to strike the boy in the head. The boy blocked the car, the guitar from hitting his head, but Sa then hit the boy's arm with the guitar four times, broke his arm. Jesus, that's yeah. horrible. And another boy said he was awoken by Saw hitting him in the leg and hip with the guitar and that the assault only stopped when the guitar broke. This is a guy who wants their children to go to church, by the way. And I'll beat you to death yeah, if you don't exactly. go to church. All right, I don't have many details on this, but I did see the picture, and it is weird. A woman received a bizarre mouthful when she reeled in her catch on Lake Champlain on Friday. Debbie Gettys and Naughty Boys Fishing were trolling for lake trout when Gettys reeled in a fish that had two mouths. Two mouths. And it's really strange looking. So one is below the other. The mouth on top looks like a normal fish mouth, (laughs) while the bottom mouth looks like something out of Alien or Stranger Things. You look into the picture of it? So I saw the picture before, and I I didn't say anything about it because of the stupid human face fish that I saw a couple of months ago. Right, yeah. You know, and you never know anymore. You know, is this, this is pretty wild. Yeah. Here's yeah. audio of it, Preston. Yeah. It's uh I mean it looks like it mutated somehow. Yeah, there's another, so there's a mouth so. below the other mouth. Yeah. Uh Naughty Boys said the fish was released back to the water saying it's so bizarrely be- it's yeah. too too bizarrely beautiful to kill. Yeah, so. I would call that beautiful. Yeah. Is that us doing the Bee Gees, by the way? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the fish uh, singing. Oh, that's what it's yeah, yeah. fish. It can harmonize with itself. Yeah. Okay. You know, we'll just wrap it up. There. That's <laughs> what I have for you in the yeah! bizarre in the bizarre file this morning. <laughs> uh, we are going to take a break, and we're going to see how closely you've been paying attention today, because we'll have a lesson question that we'll pose to you. And uh, let me see, what do we have up for grabs uh, today? Uh, tickets to see Rancid and Pennywise and Suicidal Ooh. Tendencies and the English Beat and Angel Dust. Wow, that's pretty cool. 200 bands? I would imagine uh, Marissa will probably be at that show. Yeah, she's definitely nodding, so you may run into her. Uh, We'll do that lesson question when we return. Free Music Monday as well. Trash is coming up Tuesday with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR with Talking Heads and the Preston and Steve Show on this Monday morning. Uh, Just give you a heads up because we're going to have to anyway for the letter of the day, word of the week prize. It is going to be a short week for us. We're taking Friday off. Uh, so we'll give the prize away on Thursday. To properly celebrate the Labor Day weekend. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to make it an, an extra Labor Day weekend. Uh, so we'll we're do going it. into labor early. Yep, yeah, we're going to go into labor early, and we're going to have only four letters for our word this week. So just uh, giving you fair warning on that. Uh, we're going to do the lesson question today. Like I said, we're going to give away tickets as MMR presents Rancid with Pennywise, Suicidal Tendencies, The English Beat. An Angel Dust, Sunday, September 22nd. That will be at the Skyline stage at The Man. And everybody who wins this week will qualify for a grand prize, which I'll tell you about in just a moment. So 
Yeah, I'm going to throw you a bone. Sometimes we do questions that happen mere moments ago. Other times it's like from the very beginning of the show. But I love this one. Which Red Lobster is hosting the Fukushima Crab Week? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. You had to have been listening nary moments ago. Which Red Lobster is hosting the Fukushima Crab Week? 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling in, we'll do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Bridgeport Speedway. Monster Truck Throwdown is back at Bridgeport Speedway in Swedesboro, New Jersey. It's September 14th and 15th. Visit bpspeedway.com for tickets and information. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Sophia Ritchie had her 21st birthday on Saturday and was gifted with both an Aston Martin and a Range Rover by her boyfriend, 36-year-old Scott Disick. Disick says that seeing Sophia so happy over the cars is something he will carry with him until they are repossessed. Yay! <laughs> Dizzy announcing that a reboot of Lizzie McGuire is in the works with Hilary Duff returning to the role. In the new series, we'll find a 17-year-older Lizzie McGuire less concerned about the prom and more concerned with waxing her mustache. <laughs> And finally, online tabloid InStyle Magazine claiming Meg Ryan is calling off her wedding to John Mellencamp after getting a horribly botched nose job. No one is sure just how bad the situation is, but we understand that every time Ryan sneezes, poop comes out. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay, uh, we'll go to the phones and see if we can get an answer to this. Which Red Lobster is hosting the Fukushima Crab Week 215-263-WMMR? I will go to Chris for the answer. Hey, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, Chris. Where are they having the Red Lobster? I'm saying St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. Where are they having the... You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, St. Petersburg. Hang on a second. We're going to get your information, and we are going to set you up with a pair of tickets as WMMR presents Rancid with Pennywise, Suicide Fantasies, English Beat, and Angel Dust Sunday. September 22nd at the Skyline Stage. The man, all winners this week, qualify for the grand prize, a guitar signed by the man. And wow. some tickets remain for the show at Ticketmaster.com. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Hey! All right. Brought to you this morning. By Sequoia Outback. Shop the Sequoia Outback end-of-season showroom clearance to save up to 50% plus an additional $200 off every $1,000 on your in-stock furniture purchases. And that is going on now. Foo Fighters returned to England's Leeds Festival Friday night for their seventh headline slot at the event. Wow. And uh, they were joined by several guests. Uh, For My Hero, the band was joined by Dave Grohl's 13-year-old daughter, Violet. Wow. Dave telling the crowd, this has been a special trip for me because on this trip, we have a new Foo Fighter in the band with us. Let me tell you something. She's the best effing singer I know. And he introduced her, uh, his daughter, by telling another fan that it was not their turn to get on stage. He said, you can put your sign down. You know why you can put your sign down? Because you know who's going to come out with me right now? My daughter, Violet, is going to come out and sing a song. Now, they were also joined by a Freddie Mercury lookalike who they pulled from the crowd to help them with a cover of Queens Under Pressure. Now, the fan who told the crowd his name was Ryan was decked out in Mercury's trademark yellow jacket and white pants with the red and gold line down the side. Uh, He sang along with the tune with Taylor Hawkins, who took lead vocals while strutting the stage. 
and mimicking the late musical icon. So they were having fun that night. What would you consider the most iconic Freddie Mercury look to be? I always think of the uh, the white T-shirt, the white beater, and the... Uh... Yeah, that's a good one, too. Um... You know, the, 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 he's got two or three that really stand out. Yeah. There's also that that jumpsuit that he wore, right, that right. Had kind of a, um, um, I forgot what you call that pattern. Um, oh, oh, it's a, uh, a Harlequin uh, mm-hmm. pattern on it. So hard to say, but he's yep. certainly easy pick out. You can pick out somebody easily if they're dressed as him. Ozzy Osbourne has revealed that he's going to release a box set featuring his entire catalog of solo material on vinyl later this year. The 16 disc. 173-song limited edition package is titled See You on the Other Side, (laughs) and it will arrive on November 29th. In addition to all 10 of Ozzy's solo albums, the set will contain the Mr. Crowley EP, the Tribute Double Live album, the Just Say Ozzy EP, Live and Loud and Live at Budokan, a collection of non-LP tracks titled Flippin', the B-Sides, will also be included. And a flexi disc with a never before released demo of See You on the Other Side. It's going to have a flexi disc. Will also come with the box. That is correct, yes. Uh, and uh, so that, let's see, details are coming out about some augmented reality experiences uh, with that. And uh, Ozzy will sign each box set, too. I used to love when um, you get some magazines and they would have flexi disc records in them. Yeah. And it'd be cool. Yeah. It was really cool. And I'm sure the audio was just the highest quality. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, Nine Inch Nails uh, duo Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross have been recruited to write the score for Soul, a new animated movie from Pixar, which is a subsidiary, of course, of Disney. Uh, It is set hit theaters June of 2020, and Soul tells the story of a disillusioned middle school band teacher named Joe, who's voiced by Jamie Foxx, who yearns to be a professional jazz musician. He finally gets the job of a lifetime but he's accidentally killed and finds himself at the U Seminar, a celestial workshop where souls are created and given personality traits before they inhabit real humans. At the U Seminar, Joe meets a new soul uh, nicknamed 22, and that's voiced by Tina Fey, who has avoided going to Earth altogether. However, Joe and 22 eventually work together to find a way to get Joe back to Earth, traveling through cosmic realms along the way. I think Questlove is also doing one of the voices. He is. So Questlove, uh, David Diggs, uh, Felicia Rashad are all voicing, and it's being directed by Pixar Chief Creative Officer Pete Docter, who's been in our studio before. He directed Up and Inside Out. Uh, Reznor and Ross have scored a number of films, including Social Network, for which they won an Oscar. Doctor. Uh, Girl with the Dragon <laughs> Tattoo. That's Pete Doctor, yeah. yeah. Uh, Doctor. Gone Girl, Patriot's Day, and most recently Bird Box and Mid-90s. So they continue to excel in that realm. Oh, yeah. The Rolling Stones now have their own rock on Mars. So cool. According to Billboard, NASA named a stone Rolling Stones Rock after its InSight robot, robotic lander captured it rolling across the surface of Mars. On Thursday night, Robert Downey Jr. actually announced the name of the rock at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California before the band took stage. In between songs, Mick Jagger spoke on Rolling Stones Rock saying NASA has given us something we have always dreamed of, our very own rock on Mars. I can't believe it. And he said, I want to bring it back and put it on our mantelpiece. So they now have property on Mars of sorts. 
Uh, Slipknot, Slipknot singer Corey Taylor was asked in an interview if anyone online had guessed correctly at the identity of the band's newest ninth member, who fans have nicknamed Tortilla Man. And Taylor replied, I've seen a couple things, and none of them have been right so far. So no he one said, knows oh. who Tortilla Man is. And he said, I'm loving it. Yep. On whether What the, about Burrito Boy? Whether, I, I don't know. They have, nobody's even looked at him yet. <laughs> uh, one on whether the band will keep the identity of Tortilla Man a mystery, he said, even if somebody gets it right, we're not going to confirm it. It's one of those things. Ask Churro Charlie. He said, for us, it's more about getting the band out there because, to be honest, the one thing that kind of reminded us that the band is more important is... Uh, that even after the album came out, people were still into the band, no matter who was in it. So. I don't. Does this look well? Does look like a tortilla? Uh, he looks more like a like a pancetta. Mm. No, it's not. Pancetta is like a sausage or like a bacon. I think that's what I he looks that like. Was the, it is. Oh, okay. Pancetta. I thought that was like the uh, like Italian bacon, crumbly, like crusty layer over things. I think that's what he looks like, no. especially to the upper right part there. A crumbly, crusty layer over yeah, things? Yeah, that's what I thought pancetta was. No. Now you're thinking of a pool cover. Pancetta is a is a wonderful, salty Italian meat huh. uh, that uh, sometimes is cooked. We, we put pancetta in uh, Brussels sprouts. Oh, really? Together. Yeah, yummy. Ooh, like we don't put that. them in the Brussels sprouts. We cook them together with the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> you search. You use a hypodermic. Here, uh, Nick pulled up pictures of a uh, pancetta, Kathy, if you want to see. So that's... Uh, Not nope. what I thought. No. What? A crusty... <laughs> yeah, like, um, like, pink... Maybe it's not... Well, panko panko crust. Panko. Panko Crusted? crumbs. No, they played yeah. it on Prices Right. Oh, that's Plinko. Plinko. Oh, I'm sorry. No, panko encrusted. Uh, a lot of things are panko yeah, encrusted. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Panko okay. breadcrumbs. Fair enough. I'm not, listen, I'm not a chef. Hey, it's from the Kathy Romano cookbook. It's just her with her shoulders <laughs> shrugged. <laughs> it's one the picture. Phone and, the, and the number for guppies on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> All different menus. Yeah. <laughs> one last thing. We have uh, Free Music Monday. Uh, it's your chance to win the 25th anniversary edition of Throwing Copper from the band Live. And the CD includes three bonus songs along with the classic track list. That's out now from UMG. We'll take caller number 27. You uh, give that to you. Yeah, 215263. UMG. 215263. WMMR is the number. Go ahead and give us a call now. And that's all I'd say about that. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Letter of the day for the word of the week. And as we found out, Brent Porsche in for Mr. Pierre Robert. So we'll talk to Brent and see what he's got in store for you. We'll be back in a sec. What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilo. The struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Inside out for me. Six on 93.3 WMMR. It's everything that rocks. We are going to hit the post at 10.30 a.m. Wow. The end of our program today. Yep. On a Monday morning. We have a uh, fairly comfortable temperature. It's actually, it, this morning, I was like, fall. You know, I yeah, just kind of felt just a little taste of it. It's still going to warm up uh, the next few days, but uh, We're still, gonna, yeah. it was cool stepping outside. Uh, and actually, Friday and Saturday night in the evening, stepping outside was crispy, cool. It was nice. I enjoyed it. I did as well, yeah. yeah. And listen, we're, we're going to start to get more and more of that, but uh, the, we have plenty of summer left. Yeah, yeah, we do. In fact, uh, we'll be in the mid-80s by the time we get to Thursday and Friday. 
So, thank you to a lot of people who are on the show today. John Dornbos. Yeah! John's in town. He's going to be uh, doing a live show taping in support of his new book, Life is Magic. And so he's doing this tomorrow. There's two shows, 7 and 9 p.m. at the Suzanne Roberts Theater. And so this is eventually going to be released. I don't know on what platform. He, he was dealing it could be on Netflix or something, I, you know? I have no doubt he's at that level, especially with yeah. the backing of Ellen. Yeah. Uh, so it was nice to have John on. Uh, we also had from Chicago Fire, David Eigenberg, and from Chicago Med, Brian T. Yeah, they're great guys. They were all fired up. They were having a they were having a, a blast this yeah. morning on the air, and uh, they were a lot of fun. And they were in to promote the fact that uh, Chicago Night returns to uh, Wednesdays, uh, starts September 25th. So that means one night you'll get Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, and Chicago PD. They'll all run in. Excuse me, in that order, starting at 9 o'clock on NBC10. It's awesome. Yep, it's great. And uh, how great were Jillian Bell and Paul Downs Palazzo uh, from Brittany Runs a Marathon. So Jillian stars in the role, and uh, Paul wrote and directed the film. I love her even more now. I do, too. Yeah, she's such a sweetheart. Yeah, and, and I definitely, as soon as she walked in, I'm like, I know exactly yes. who she is. She's I know who she is. Freaking hilarious. Yeah, she's really great. So it opens in Philadelphia on August 30th, by the way. So it was a fun day today. Yes, really for cool. a Monday? Yeah, I agree. Monday, I mean, come on. Monday fun day. Monday fun day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brett Porsche's here. Yay! What date is it? Where am I? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. How about you guys? Good. How? Uh, what all was your weekend like? I had a great weekend. I did yeah. a local show on Friday night at the Milk Boy with Soraya and Saravo and uh, Mach 22, which is excellent. I, I think I saw some people post online about that. Yeah, it was a very great show. Good. Great show. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night, I was down with your friends in Nickelback, Steve. We were hanging ah. out down in Atlantic City at the uh, Hard Rock. I like those guys now. They were the, the object of uh, many jokes over the years, but once they... They, they they get it all. They're it cool. was a ton of fun, yeah. and, and we were all singing "Photograph" together, <laughs> thinking of you while while we were Thank up on stage you. there, Thank and uh, got to hang with Chris Jericho for the base of the night. Once Fozzie got done on stage, he came over to our little pit on the side of the stage. Literally hung out with us and the listeners for the entire duration he of the Nickelback show. He's one of the friendliest guys you're going to meet out there. Yeah, I mean, he's just. Uh, our, <laughs> I was uh, okay. So here's a little, little backstage all story right. from the MM barbecue. Um, I had seen Chris said hi to him, thanked him for being there. He thanked us for the support. And then later on was in, I was in catering and met, uh, Jay Wow, Jenny Jay Wow yeah. from uh, Jersey shore. And she had mentioned how she wanted to miss meet Chris Jericho. And I'm like, Oh, well here, well, I'll take you down there and I'll yeah. introduce you to him. So, uh, Chris is outside the whole band. Fozzie's in their dressing room and they're all talking and they're having a good time. And I'm just kind of standing outside the door, just kind of waiting for an opportunity and eventually, he just kind of pauses and he goes, Preston, you need something, man? You know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is Jay Wow, and I introduced. So he he didn't big time me. Yeah, he, yeah. You know, he made sure he came over and said, you know, can I help you out with something? That's it was cool. really nice of him. And then they hit it off and had a great time. I'm just, such like, a wrestling yeah. nerd yeah. that, like, I try to keep my distance from him because I don't want to be one of those guys that starts yeah. geeking out on him over all sorts of different stuff. But, like, all the listeners came up to him, all of our winners that got to sit side stage there, took pictures. He did videos for him. He was signing <laughs> autographs. That's freaking Could have been awesome. Nicer. Yeah. Love it, man. All right. Well, uh, you're going to be stepping in here in a moment, but let's do the letter of the day. All right. Here we go. 
Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter. By the letter H, as in happy birthday, Romano. Nice. Thanks, Brent. Happy's birthday yesterday. All right, so it's a four-letter word this week, and we have a four-pack of tickets to every regular season Temple football home game this year. Uh, Temple football battles Bucknell this Saturday. Bucknell! Yeah, 3 p.m. at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, kids' tickets on game day are only $10. You can visit owlsticks.com uh, for tickets and information. So we'll give that away on Friday. So what are you going to be doing today? Jam-packed show today, guys. We have a Workforce Blocks. We're going to be doing Joan Jett, the Rolling Stones. Of course, I'm going to be re- Capping the Nickelback show, so we got to do a big block of Nickelback. Chad Kroger and the boys. Uh, you just gave away Free Music Monday, the 25th anniversary of Live's Throwing Copper. I'll have a copy of that to throw out there. And tickets to the Outlaw Music Fest with Willie Nelson, Bonnie Raitt, Government Mule, and more. Ooh, okay, yeah. excellent. Uh, let me thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show, and the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport, and Wilmington University. Experience the Wilm U difference by visiting wilmu.edu. Uh, tomorrow on our program, a good friend is getting in touch, Mr. Adam Ferrara. We'll be calling us. Awesome. What uh, Adam's got going on in his world. And we'll have more of those uh, IT screening, IT Chapter 2 movie screening passes and a bunch of other things to get to you. So that's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye, guys. The Breston and Steve love you, hate you line. I've just come back from AC, going to work. I lost my wallet. Why choose to work on Monday? Next message. My dad passed away a few years ago, and one of the funniest reasons I think I miss him is that I wish he was around so that I could just bitch about my mom to him, because I totally think he'd get it. Holy Next message. Ah, I love it on this Monday morning. Oh, except this. I love you. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484 434 1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.